Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Story Screen Presents Talking Simulator. Hey. We're back. Oh. It's Nerd Christmas again. Well, it was Ooh. Nerd Christmas again. I'm dabbing. Nerd this Christmas has come and gone. It's gone away. Robbie is in fact dabbing. I can vouch for that. It's not... The kid's dad. Let me just say this is a... I'm glad for you, the viewer, that this is a audio-only podcast because the visuals just aren't doing it for me. If you could actually just uh, tweak the visuals a little bit on level three, it'd be a lot better for me. Level so three visuals for ahead, the dad? Go ahead, take that back. And, uh, so, Robbie. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Oh, good. Hi, Robert. Jack Al Jesse. Hi, Robert I'm Anderson. Rob. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. We're your nerd boys. You're talking yeah, about nerd we're, things. We're, we're talking about nerdy shit today. Yeah, um, because, well, it's officially a week now. Uh, it a started. Under a week. It officially started a week ago from today. We're recording on yes. Tuesday, the 18th mm-hmm. of June. Uh, so we've had the time. Usually we do a pre-show. Well, two years in a row we've done a pre-show. But now, you know, E3 is a little different this year. We thought it might be better to just do a post-show to see kind of how everything shook we out. We were just too lazy to do a pre-show. It can be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, but we are here for a post-show because there were some cool... Video games that we saw, and um, we're here to talk about them in front of this microphone, and you guys can listen, I guess, if you want to. I would prefer if you did. Thank you. I mean, we're gonna we are we do this anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's true. We don't talk about it, so we can do this for the next twenty four hours. We're talking about video games. Uh, Well, if we go by last year's podcast, yeah, I think it was a three hours, not breathing. Yes, (laughs) yes. I will say this year. Temperature of the room here. Temperature of the room is warm because we had to turn the AC off so we can get clean audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but the temperature of the E3 room, not that hot for me this year. Tempid. Tempid. Which was something we expected going in. We are. Uh, we knew Sony was dropping out of E3 for this yes. year. We also knew that we might be in between generations. Yes. Which are usually elicits slower E3s. Yes. Uh, EA also is not having a conference, which is the second year in a row they've done that? Or is EA play even a more scaled down version? Mm, okay, so last year they did have a press conference okay. that was... Not at E3. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, but He's they, dabbing. You can't yeah, I'm that. dabbing. Um, <laughs> but they did do a conference proper okay. on Saturday, which is what they did this year, except instead of really doing a conference, they did a stream. Okay. My boy Greg Miller was hosting it. He What's did. up, my boy? He did host. Um, do you want to just jump right into EA? You want to talk a little bit more about E3, E3 in, in general first? Um, I mean, I think our general impressions will kind of come across as we break into it, but I think the the main takeaways as a big picture of looking at A3 is that, I don't want to even use the word disappointing, but the hype wasn't necessarily there. 2020 looks great. Yeah, I think it's just, this is a kind of in-between year for all the the major I think there's still a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. I will say that it seems that if you're at the E3, if you were like there, like boots on the ground at E3, it was probably actually really cool. As a viewer watching E3, not a lot of gameplay shown for a lot of these games, a lot of CGI trailers, just not a ton to get you hyped up. And, uh, you know, maybe we can kind of break into what we've heard now that we're a week out from other sources, things like that. Yeah, I've had to do a bit of scouring to find out like, of, what these games to like, are. Because, well, we'll get into it. But yeah. there's seemed like there was a lot of stuff shown either on the floor, behind closed doors, or whatever, that was not really 
show to the public. Yeah. Uh, in a public, more public, like the big stream. So why don't we just crack into EA here? Sure. And then we'll just kind of run through the show and then hit the the highlights. We're, not we're, gonna do, go we're doing this in order. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to go through every single game because honestly, not every single game interests me. But yeah, I do have some notes here. So. EA Play was on Saturday. Like I said before, they did kind of a different thing this year. Instead of just a one hour long press conference where they show you five seconds of gameplay and then like have a 10 minute discussion with the developer and or show you like some gameplay off of computer screens. Show you what all of Mass Effect Andromeda looks like from someone's monitor. Um, So they're learning something. I thought it was actually pretty, you know, like I didn't watch the whole thing because I don't care about sports. But Fair. the way that they just like did one half hour block of games at a time. It was tight. Was cool. Um and they opened with Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, a game that we have saw we only saw the one trailer that was at what did we see that first trailer? Uh it was a month did of they show a tra- Oh yeah, they did show a they trailer. They did show a trailer. Yeah. Which got which hyped me up. The trailer looked cool. Yeah, it was cool, but it was a cinematic trailer. Yeah. So they this was the one where they were like, okay. Gameplay time. This is it. Boys yeah. and girls, check this out. So they had half an hour of time to dedicate mm-hmm. to it. And they, Greg introduced the game. Yes, Greg Miller. Uh, he was there with kind Vince, of funny. Vince Zampella, um, the head of Respawn. And he had somebody else with him, another dev with him, whose name I think I, the other guy who, I think he's the God of War 2, or not God of War 2, but God of War 3? One of the creator? other leads on the project. Yeah, and he is also doing Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, so I I, I kind of want to say uh, when we first you know Jack and I talk a lot um, outside of podcasts if you can't tell yes. we enjoy talking we're good buds <clears throat> and uh, what I I think I came across kind of uh, tepid on Jedi Fallen Order uh, when we first watched like that that kind of that gameplay demo yeah, yeah. Um, which was like a 12, 15 minute long 12, gameplay 15 minutes demo. I, I to me my general impressions which. You know, before I go any further, has kind of since changed. Um, it kind of looked like more of a Uncharted-y linear experience. It looked very kind of like adventure game, the game to me. The combat didn't really seem super interesting at first. And then kind of since that demo happened, hearing more people talk about it and hearing about the clo- uh, behind closed door demo and even seeing some of um, what Xbox, the conference had to show about mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order, way more on board with this game. Yeah. But uh, I didn't think I didn't think it was a. I'm so into this game now, but I did not think that vertical slice at EA Play was the best showing of that game. I, I overwhelmingly the the uh, impressions I've heard from like games media people that did get those behind closed doors demo is that sounds was, incredible. Well, just not even that. It was like, why didn't they show this at the press conference? Because it's a Metroidvania, right? But yeah. why? What? So <laughs> what they actually showed was. Like we said, kind of like a 12, 15 minute long demo of some jumping around, like uncharted jumping around, which that looked like fine, looked I fine. guess, but it's just fine. like but pretty... It's like, it's like a means to an end. It's like, right. you got to crawl on a thing to climb a thing. And, and then when they showed the actual gameplay, it was kind of this, it was behind the back, that dot focus on the character that you're locked onto. Looked very, very like from, from software. Yeah. Um, and it, it seemed like a little bit more of a methodical, like... You have to kind of assess each combat situation. You're using force powers, but maybe like it seemed like the character was taking pretty high amounts of damage the few times that they did get hit. I mean, yeah. the person playing the demo didn't really 
get hit very often. It seemed like it yeah. was somebody who knew what they were doing. Which, like, you know, it, it can kind of take you either way. Yeah. Uh, I, think, like, I think for... This looks easy, maybe? Sure. I think for me, it's kind of like, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's for, for someone who's, like, watching this just who's casually in the video games, not even casually, but just, like... I have an eye. I've seen many press conferences. I watch many gameplay trailers. I have an eye for... You know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand how the game feels uh-huh. when you're watching, like, these vertical slices. Um, so I think it kind of can, can do you dirty or do you well when you have like someone playing the game very fluidly and kind of perfectly, yeah. I think from soft games or like, you know, games that are like from soft ish. Um, when someone's playing it perfectly, it doesn't look super interesting. Cause that's not kind of where like the interesting parts of the combat like come to play. Whereas if someone's playing like God of War perfectly, it just looks fucking dope. I, I so watching this demo, I pretty much immediately my kind of my first impression was like oh shit they made like a what seems to be somewhat more accessible Sekiro Sekiro yeah Yeah. and it seemed like you know there's posture meters it's like the the kind of lightsaber combat seems less on like whittling away at an enemy's health and more like if you get a clean shot on this person they're done yeah um so I was pretty into the idea of hey Let's take this triple A high budget game made by Respawn, who we yeah. know can do a kick ass campaign. Absolutely. From Titanfall 2. Which has one of the best first person shooter campaigns in the past like five years. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, up there with Doom, probably. Yes. Um and if they're gonna take that kind of like souls uh, ideology formula. ideology um formula whatever mm-hmm. and apply that to a more accessible game with a huge license attached to it like here for it sounds pretty good to me yeah i mean i think some of the things um it was it was ryan mccaffrey from ign who did a write-up on like the behind closed doors demo uh-huh. that really actually like kind of sold me on the game where i was kind of tepid before and, you know, he was talking about, like, the way that uh, you have, like, a hub ship that takes you to various planets, and there are many different ways to, like, navigate through these planets, and when you unlock different abilities, they unlock different doors on different planets. The game like sounds, Metroid. The game sounds huge. Yeah, very much like a Metroidvania, which, I mean, like, FromSoft games are also, like, labyrinthian, but they're, like, Metroidvania. Yeah, you're not, like, you're in. not getting new powers to unlock new places. You're just exploring. To find to routes find, to yeah, old places, really. Yes. So, um, yeah, in that way, if you're going to say to me, this is like, which at this point, when you say Metroidvania, yeah, when I think about third person action games like this, to me, it's more like this is, even though like the, the deeper lineage is Metroid, mm-hmm. it, this is probably what you're seeing of the influence of Batman, Arkham Asylum and Dark Souls put together. Yeah. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, from a third-person action, modern action game, like Arkham yeah. Asylum really, like, nailed the, okay, you're going to new places, mm-hmm. getting new abilities, and then going back and using those new abilities to unlock new areas of sure. places you've already been. So, I think, to me, that sounds pretty cool. I still think um, the protagonist looks like Vanilla Nick Whitebread, which is... Hopefully you can get a helmet for that boy. Maybe. Make him look interesting. He's got one of those faces. I hate to, like, you know, I hate to kind of beat the drum of, like, I'm really tired of, like, male white protagonists, but I just kind of am. And, but like, especially in yeah. this 
You this, are tired of male I am, I am. And, like, especially in the Star Wars universe where it's like, let me be a fucking alien. I've, I saw that on Twitter a million times. Like, let me just be a fucking alien, yeah, you know? Right. Let me make my own dude. Uh, the thing, the things, you know, to, to spin it more positively, not to kind of just sound like a Debbie Downer on like these people who are trying to make a really cool experience. You know, when creators are trying to make a single player experience and they're trying to like, when they give you something like it's Nathan Drake, they're, they're trying to tell this story. It's their story that they crafted and they're trying to tell, which I get. And, you know, Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Battlefront had a, a woman of color as their protagonist a few years ago, which is cool, but... Um, yeah, but their their single-player was not the main focus in the way that this game is exclusively single-player. A single-player experience. I mean, you know, there, there seems to be a nice, colorful cast of ancillary characters out around mm-hmm. you. But yeah, no, I do agree that he just doesn't look... Um, Force Whitaker's uh, character from... Sagarera. Yeah, he's back. He's uh, um, featured heavily. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, it's... It's cool. That aside, I, the story is very intriguing to me as like a big Star Wars fan. That uh, time period of Star Wars, I'm like super intrigued by. Yeah. I love like kind of all stories that happen in there. The uh, Order Order sixty nine. Order sixty nine. Um, where all the Jedi have to kill the Jedi. Have to kiss the younglings. No, no. Um, yeah, and the uh, what also really sold sold me in kind of the write up that I saw was that. Um, uh, it's very thoughtful combat, and 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 the way that you execute kind of those like finisher moves and your powers are uh, a lot more intricate than it kind of first looked. Yeah, on stage. I just I don't think the the mass audience really wants to play button mashers anymore. You know, like you, no. you're kind of seeing that go away. Like with God of War last year, it would really they it changed. They took yeah. the time to reevaluate that combat and well, think of new. It's systems. funny because uh, you know Force Awa- or Force Unleashed. Right. Uh, is kind of a God of War clone. A little bit. They're very yeah. similar games. Yeah. It's a God of War clone of like the older God of War games. Right. Whereas this game seems to be taking notes from like maybe the new God of War. A little bit, for um, sure. But also yeah. a little bit more secret. But the new God of War, like God of War 4, not 4. Um, Just God of War. God of War. Uh, I think took a lot of notes. God of War 2018. I'm into it. Uh, took a lot of notes, I think, from Dark Souls as well. Yeah. The entire button like layout is, you know, uh, weak attack, strong attack. That whole layout and is very guess similar. What? I bet Fallen Order is the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's but move I'm here on. For it. Yeah, same. I'm. I'm. That game is in September or November. 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 Yeah, and um, I'm very excited. I think a, it's going to be. Dude, really, it's going to be a busy November this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to busier than I thought it would be. Got to get a credit card. I think. <laughs> I, I got, got a Best Buy credit card. Yeah, I got one of those already. Mm-hmm. Already. Yeah. You know how it does. Uh, do let's let's move on. Uh, Apex was the next Apex chunk. Legends. Um, shit. So you're you're a very big Apex household. The we big- just bought a second PS4 so that my wife and I can both play Apex at the same time. What a life! If you hear any shouting in the background during this recording, that would be said wife. My wife said Apex in the background. So. Um, I used to play Apex a lot with you guys. I've kind of fallen off. Um. Perhaps I could interest you in coming back. I don't know if Watson's going to do it with for me. Some season, a new season worth can, of updates. Can you can you give me the rundown besides new character? And so, we should also talk about Watson, the new character. Okay, it's cool. So new character, new gun, which is the L star. L star. It's a heavy energy gun that you're going to get in drops, like yeah. the Mastiff or the Kraber. You might remember the L star from uh, Titanfall. 
Correct. Yeah. Uh, all these guns are from Titanfall, in fact. Oh, they um, are? Yep, every single one is from Titanfall. Hell yeah. Um, as far as I know, I might be wrong. They might have made a new gun, but as far as I know, every gun came from Titanfall. I think you actually might be right. Um, they are going to do new... So they added... They since added... Um, like as a kind of a trial thing during season one. Yeah. Um, some challenges. Fortnite like week, weekly challenges. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like get two wins. They added this new thing, which is already in the game, called um, Elite Q. So if you get in the top five of the game that you're playing, it will make you eligible to play in the Elite Q in the next game, which tweaks the game somewhat but it's like all it match makes you with all people who just got top five what are in the, their last game. the tweaks besides just like playing with like other um, better players the circle moves faster um there's oh, less okay. time between circles the damage is way way higher oh. in the ring so it's essentially um, like a like a hardcore mode kind of yeah yeah okay um and again everybody that you're playing with got top five in the last round so mm-hmm. like everybody's gonna be uh, playing a little bit better as a apex player and, and your wife sweet eleanor uh do does that intrigue you guys and give you more of an incentive to try and get into that elite bracket uh it's a neat thing i feel Doesn't like i don't really much. care i yeah. have i have definitely dialed back on playing apex right largely because my wife doesn't let me play anymore and she's, she's a, always she's a streamer playing now yeah. yeah she's a gamer um, girl she hasn't gone quite that far yet <laughs> but god help us you're one we webcam away but now that we have two PS4, we've just set it up tonight. Uh, if I can figure out this game sharing thing, then we can both play at the same time. Hopefully, that's the idea. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I just wasted some money. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think they're also they're talking about. Um, they haven't announced everything yet. A lot of the stuff that they said at this thing was like, like kind a, of a tease. Yeah. So when are we getting the actual? Probably closer. The- I think season two starts. Uh, so in July, I think oh, today okay. was actually the last day of season one, and then there's like a kind there's of a like couple a weeks downtime, and then they're starting up season two. So, okay, I mean, I I think it's a really the game is the only battle royale game that I've spent any considerable amount of time in, sure, um, because I think the foundation there is really solid. Like, I never really liked the way Fortnite played, um, even aside from the building, I didn't really like the shooting very much. Mm-hmm. I Played some PUBG. I maybe played like forty hours on of PUBG on PC. But it's a like decent jungle. I remember you were pretty into PUBG. But like I, it was never that fun. Yeah. Like there are there's a lot of downtime in PUBG that I think is just kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Apex can have that too. I think for the most part, Apex isn't as slow as other battle even rounds. in games that you win. Apex only is around twenty minutes on average. Yeah. Like. I played plenty of 45 minute long games of PUBG no where thanks. I just got no killed. No thanks, yeah. And it's like, yeah, and you die in an instant. And I think the thing about Apex that I like as well is it's a little more Halo adjacent in the way that you are much more survivable. Like you can get in scraps. Yeah, your time to kill is a lot higher. It's a lot higher, yeah. um, but not too high where I feel like if you really like get the beat on somebody, you can take them down pretty quickly. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I like Apex. I'm da- definitely down for... The season two content. I think um, that the foundation that they've got there is strong enough that if they just and I, I, Apex, I think is an interesting case study as well because Respawn has very directly and specifically said like we are going to dole out our updates like on a more seasonal basis. We're never going to do weekly up, does, updates yeah. like Fortnite does because 
you know, from a labor perspective, there's been a lot of talk around Fortnite and the not so stellar labor practices that are going on with Fortnite. Some so. serious crunch happening there. Does yeah. uh, Watson as a character intrigue you at all? Uh, she seems cool. Defensive um, based, right? The, she's kind of puts up electrical fences yeah, and gates. Yeah, it seems like she's going to be more of a like kind of tactical character, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, um, definitely had a good like team communication. I think to really yeah, utilize. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm her. curious to see how that actually pans out. Yeah, I could see it changing the meta and like kind of changing team builds to you know, maybe maybe someone like a caustic or yeah. someone more like that can be in play when in tandem with a character like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I kind of fell off for uh, for not Fortnite. I fell, I did fall off Fortnite. I liked that game a lot because um, people were too good. And Apex, I kind of fell off just because. Um, as diverse as a lot of those interactions were, I felt like solo queuing wasn't super fun. No, I and, never uh, do that. It's not just not that great. And then I also kind of felt like um, uh, I I personally wanted more game modes or solo queue. That was just like um, everyone queued in solo. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, for Apex to bring someone like me back into the fold with Season 2, uh, I would like at least one more game mode and um, a solo queue would be nice because then I would get to kind of like practice on my own without making my team suck. Oh, you mean like no squads? No squads, like like a smaller King's Canyon or another area. I know that's not like... talked about changing the map. They, but I also heard about night mode. Yeah, I don't know if they will actually release like different hoppers with different numbers of players i'd be curious to see that yeah i really wish they would do duos i think that would be fun duos would be cool cool too um, um or just like some other new game mode i know they like a few months ago when the game even first came out they talked about like you know maybe one day you'll see more titanfall stuff or titans in the game and it's like i think whatever that means i think they've backed away from that i think this is i'd rather them just make titanfall 3 also <laughs> yes and yeah. i think that's kind of the route there they might be going uh mm. i think apex took off in a way they were not expecting no um vince ampella even said i can't i think it was uh on the giant bomb stage when the jeff gershman was interviewing him he kind mm-hmm. of said that they had announced at the time of releasing apex that they also had more titanfall projects in the works yeah. including I think what they had in mind specifically for 2019 was the Titanfall VR experience, whatever that might be. That'd be cool. I can um, only imagine wall running being very motion sick. Well, probably more so just it. like being in a in a um, Titan would be the I kind of VR both. thing. Yeah, but still, um, he said pretty directly that they are more hands on deck with Apex because of just how quickly Popular it caught it on. So. Yeah. I, listen, I'm I'm down for more content in that game. I think I yeah. I think they really had to like really get season 1 out quickly uh because they were not expecting I think even to take off. I think season 1 is a little disappointing across the board even even but I think from it, concurrent I th- Apex people. Yeah, but I think it was that they were trying to get it out as quickly as possible. Yeah, people um, because it. people were shitting their pants like a month after the game came yeah. out wanting a battle pass. I know I was. So they put it out and yeah. it's not there's not that much there. It's it feels like a lot of padding, a lot of filler because they had to get it out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Now that they've had more time to collect data from players players and also have more time to work on season two i think it'll be a more fleshed out kind of thing and i think the more time go- that goes on with the game the more like <clears throat> kind of exponential growth they'll probably yeah. have as far as content goes so i agree i think the future of apex is very bright i i hope they do more to um bring players like me maybe back into the fold who kind of fallen off but i also hope that they you know continue to strengthen the 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 people who have been sticking with the game like, mm-hmm. like you and eleanor um, cause I don't like it when games teeter either direction. I like it when they kind of, 
You need to reward the fan base that's been there since, you know, your ride or die motherfuckers. Right. And also, you know, people like me who they're just like, we had a game mode where balloons are the monsters and you just have to fight balloons because Robbie, you're bad at Apex Legends and we love you. And your dad never loved you and wanted to give you a hug. There there might be other games for you in that regard. Um, So let's move on from EA. Uh, I don't have any other notes for EA because I didn't watch any of the sports stuff. But they did do sports stuff. I think they actually... I kind of had it on in the background for a while. Yeah. I think they mentioned... You know how they did like two-minute breaks in between games? Mm -hmm. I think they mentioned... um, their their Schluter. Schluter? Oh, they have a loot shoot? Oh, you mean Schmantham? Schmantham. Yeah, the Schluter. Schm- <laughs> I thought they weren't supposed to bring up... <laughs> they Schmantham. brought it up like in the intersection between the two. Like, By the way, that game exists. Hey, we're still making... Uh, we're still... Do you want to play it? What a shit show that game is. It's we shouldn't spend enough. too much time no. on it, but like, what a shit show, right? Put that game back in the <clears throat> oven. I don't know. It's going to be free to play in six months, I guarantee. Probably. And yeah. it will probably, if they... If they do, if they that, do a bunch of content it. updates for it, they revamp a lot of those things. In six months, they put it out free to play with maybe like, hey, jump back in, buy this $20 expansion. Maybe that would do better for them. But I mean, you know, we're I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, you know, uh, Bethesda kind of is, is doing that with Fallout 76. And yeah, I, yeah. I think they're going to garner some people back. Yeah. You know? Before we get to that, let's talk about Microsoft. 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 Um, they went next on Sunday. It was afternoon time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they. How did you feel about Microsoft overall? Before we like talk about some games specifically. The big picture. Um, I do not think it was a bad conference. I do think it is a big missed opportunity from one of the biggest players in console gaming. Now that that because Sony was not there. Yes. They had an opportunity to really crush it. We've they had also, the whole fucking stage. They had the whole thing. And the thing is, like, you know, I think for the past, like, three years, Microsoft has really been stepping up their game mm-hmm. and really have been killing those conferences. The thing is, like, they've had this first party problem yeah. since the one came out, and they still have that problem. We're going to talk about Cyberpunk 77 soon. But that game is their biggest announcement on that show floor, and it is a multi-platform game. What well, wasn't even an announcement? It was just like, that, yeah, it's not even an announcement. Like you know, it's a multi-platform game. Like it's not. It stole the show, but it, it had nothing to do with an announcement no. or anything like that. If anything, well, P- P- you know, Sony kind of had the best conference without even having to be there. Really? Why? Just by the? What do you mean the Death Stranding trailer? No, I think by like having like Final Fantasy VII being on your console exclusively. Oh, it's not. I'm is, pretty sure the Final Fantasy VII remake is. I think not, that's a PS4 exclusive, my dude. Might have to check the tape on that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of this. I'm kind of with you with Microsoft. Like we both, we know that Sony and Microsoft are going <clears> to <throat> put out their new consoles next year. That's definitely happening. Yeah. Sony skipped E3 2019 because you know they put out that Death Stranding trailer, which is going to be that is a PS4 exclusive. Yes. Um, they have Ghost of Tsushima, which is ostensibly going to come out between now and holiday 2020. The rumor is that Last of Us is February. February 2020. Yeah. So they've got like a few big games. If they were to do a conference with those games, it would just be identical to last year. And I don't think they want to show more of those. Right. So I think they were, they held back because they, 
let's be honest it's it's expensive to go to these shows it's yeah. expensive to do these I, it would shows. be a diminishing return and yeah. also now that they're they're flexing uh state of play which is their um direct to consumer nintendo direct essentially which is probably way cheaper and way easier and it's, they get to control definitely the way cheaper it makes sense and and the cool thing about state of play is that even in the two that they've done they're very different in terms mm-hmm. of like what you're getting out of them mm-hmm. so you know I, i'm there for it and i don't quick. think they're like 15 minutes they're 15 minutes and like you know sometimes you get like the predator game which is sick and sometimes you get the death stranding trailer which is even more sick yeah. so they're so, doing a good job uh, overall i feel like with microsoft they showed some really cool stuff i think game pa- game pass continues to be the best fucking great the deal best. yeah it is a very very good deal especially now that they've expanded it to pc as well and for 15 bucks you can get game pass on xbox pc i really and you wanted get- that x cloud on switch thing dude i was i, I think was they'll get, i think it. they're working on it. i think they're at least you think it's coming it. yeah, yeah i think i think so. it's i think it's coming too um nintendo has fucked around with some some or other companies have i know capcom has definitely fucked around with some streaming on switch in the, japan yeah, it's true and also the bears back so yeah so um we'll get there um so i think microsoft had an opportunity this year to talk more openly about their next console. And they did talk about their next console, but they kind of did the same thing when they, as when they announced the X, where they did that kind of developer video. They showed some like fancy hardware porn looking stuff. They had some like talking heads talking about the next console and why it's exciting to them. Yeah. They kind of hit the same notes that Sony did when they came out and like dropped that interview on Wired or something like that a couple months ago. That was ago. where it's like, look how fast Spider-Man loads. Yeah, and they were Which just like, cool. they're just like, yeah, we're really working on like SSD technology, so like the load times will be way way lower in addition to you know just more raw horsepower. So they mentioned tracing. that yeah, ray tracing is yeah. kind of the big buzzword going on. So it's better than teraflop. It is better than teraflop. Yeah. Um. So I think Microsoft had an opportunity to be like, hey. This is coming next year. They We're going to own the conversation. Here's, here's, here's a little taste of what it looks like or what it will look like when you play a next-gen game on Xbox Scarlet. And they, they also have the, the streaming stuff where they could have... I think they're, they were a little bit too soft in their messaging because I really think where they're going to be going with their streaming service is, hey, okay, maybe you don't want to buy a Scarlet next year sure. uh, right away. But if you've got an Xbox One, guess what? You can use our streaming service and play Scarlet, Scarlet games. games on your Xbox One. It's not going to be, you know, internet speeds depending. It might not be the ideal setup for you. But if you, you really want the true yeah. highest resolution, highest um, lowest latency gameplay experience, here's Xbox Scarlet for you. Um, yeah. But instead of doing that, they're, the only thing they really showed that said this is launching alongside Scarlet was Halo Infinite. Which they only showed a cinematic trailer for. Trailer's cool. In engine. Doesn't get me excited for Halo. I, here's the thing. You know? And here's the th- here's how I kind of feel about this E3 overall this year. A lot of cinematic trailers. Mm. Especially on the stage. The, like the, the uh, press conference stages. Yeah. A lot of the stuff. And I think this is part of being kind of a gap year. E3 is I have a feeling a lot of these... A decent number of these cinematic trailers that we got yeah. are going to be next-gen games, and they're just not ready to fully show that yet. But going into E3 this year, the thing I wanted to see the most, even if no one, ex- even if the developer of said game, and I'm just talking about like a nebulous game here, nothing sure. specific, said, "Here's this trailer for this game," and it was gameplay, 
and you look at the game plan, you're like, that's not running on a current gen system. Kind of like when Ubisoft showed Watch Dogs for the first time. Yeah, everyone was just like, yeah, I'll fucking like, think I so. I don't know. Then Watch this came out. Lighting, just like, that that's, still that's looks definitely worse not going to... That's not going to be on Xbox 360. Yeah. So like that kind of feeling for the next gen, I think would have been really exciting. Yeah. And for Microsoft to just be like, hey, here's the next Halo running in engine on Scarlet. And it's just a cinematic trailer that to my eyes looked on the same fidelity level as the Cyberpunk trailer, which they also showed a cinematic trailer for. Which is Who knows if that's actually engine or they're probably doing some wizardry there to like make the cinematics look better than the actual gameplay. But like, it's not like the fidelity there was on a different level that I was like, wow, next gen, (sighs) you know? I mean, that could be indicative of what next gen is because next gen may not be a hardware leap. But here's here's, for Xbox. It may be a platform and a service. But I really think like when they're talking about the hardware that's going to be next, it's going to be, that's going to be some, some zesty hardware. And I think um, if you really want to convey Especially from the load time perspective, show and I think where like kind of the hints at where they're going with Halo yeah. Infinite would be a really good example because it seems like maybe it's like an open world where you're on a Halo ring and you kind of just have like it's an open world Halo. That's game. what it seems like. Show yeah. me just bombing down like in a warthog in a big ass open world and show like really high resolution, high fidelity. Let me see if I can open run world in an elite. Show me that. I don't yeah, know. but if you're yeah. just like flying through the world, or if you're even better than a warthog, if you're like flying with a ghost or something like yeah. that, show me how fast you can render stuff at that fidelity, because mm-hmm. that's going to show off your yeah your SSD capabilities. I totally agree. And like you know, in terms of like a trailer being a trailer is a trailer. I think the trailer is cool. It I, you know analyzing the trailer specifically just to just to sidetrack to Halo because we're big Halo guys, you know. Um. The trailer's cool. It brings me back to... It seems like they're going back to basics. It seems like they're bringing, like, you know, the overarching kind of craziness that the Halo narrative has gone to. It seems like they're bringing it back to almost the combat evolved kind of, like, basic formula. Which I am here for. I am totally here for. I think even though the story, especially in Halo 4 and 5, got away from them. I will say this, though. The gameplay in Halo 5, the mechanical gameplay of Halo 5, fucking perfect. I, I love it. I love all the Spartan abilities. I love all that shit. I, I think it's amazing. I really like the multiplayer. I played a lot of I Halo 5 multiplayer. It. Did not care for the... I never finished that. It's the only Halo game I've not No, beaten. the campaign sucks ass. Yeah. The campaign is bad. Like, I'm sorry to say it, and I think it's, like, universally a truth at this point. But, you know, I don't want them to go back to basics to the point where, like, we're not vaulting on things. We're not thruster packing. We're not... I don't like, think they would step that back. I don't know, man. I think some people are not into that shit. Like... I think the. Oh, that's not the case. That's my that's my main concern. Because even looking at his his design is back to basics, you know. Yeah, um, I think if especially if you're doing like a bigger open world thing, maintain those uh, movement abilities might make more sense. Yeah, but did the trailer do anything for you? You know, obviously it was a little lacking in terms of like getting you hyped for what the game could be but i thought the trailer was like cool at least i mean i i kind of watched that trailer thinking why is master chief floating in space again what happened we never finished halo 5 so who knows but even i kind of looked up what did happen at the end of halo 5 and i don't necessarily know if he was yeah halo 4 and 5 are so convoluted 
that I just don't. It's hard for me to really grasp. Their, five especially. Like four was kind of like. Five you can kind of get. Five, four is like. It's kind of cool because it's like this weird like sci-fi love story. Yeah, but that's not what they are really. Con- like that yeah. is. They get so up their own ass with the like. If you haven't really read the books, you know, I don't understand. You've never read like, Shadow of Onyx? Sorry, bitch. Like, I did. I think I think I fucking read I it. I read Fall of Reach. You read Fall of Reach. I right? read Fall of That's Reach. That's the one you need to read. I that read book is a good. couple Eric Nyland books, though, that were yeah. written in the Halo Ghosts of something. It might be Ghosts of Onyx. Ghosts of Onyx. Onyx is like the one of the planets they go to. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Books are cool. But um, still. Shout like, out to the books. I... For me, like the trailer aside, I just I would have loved to see out of Microsoft like this is what it is going to look like to play a game on a next gen system because yeah. that is genuinely for me like it only comes around once every ten years or so and it's a pretty exciting feeling of being like oh holy shit this is like even if listen even if we're reaching the the uh, like rate of uh, diminishing returns here which mm-hmm. I think we are like we're getting to a visual fidelity sort of level where these things are going to seem... Sorry, this is kind of it, yeah. Not it, but it's going to be like... The, the leaps are not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same as going from SD to... to no, ADP. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more about like... How quickly can something load in? How much can you render at once? But in terms of like... Making something look like something... I think we kind of hit it. Shit looks really fucking good. Right now. Yeah. It looks really fucking good. But in terms of like... I, I You know, when it comes to like... How do we render an open world with no load times? Next generation is going to be about that. Yeah. Which still excites me. There's still a, a, a leap you can do with things like that. And then if that's the next step, then there'll be a further step after that going forward. Technology right. will never slow. Right. Um, unless some kind of collapse happens. Well, hey. Hopefully hopefully we can play Xbox Scarlet before that happens. So anyway, um, are, is there anything else from... So we really just talked about the, the conference as a whole and we talked about some Halo stuff. Is there like any specific before Microsoft into- stuff that you really want to hit? Um, I think uh, I think we should I, I think we should take a break after Microsoft just so we can get a yeah. like an ad or if it's in there yeah um, but you know it, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Gears if we didn't talk about the Cyberpunk demo do we need to talk about Gears I think we should talk about it if we don't like it or don't like I mean Terminator's in it do you feel any certain way about Gears uh, I think it's a bummer that we didn't get to see gameplay of it I think that game mode sounds cool yep. it sounds fun to play yep. Um, I also think it's fucking weird that the Terminator's in there, but I'm fucking here for it. Like, the Terminator's also in... Uh, it's in another game, too? I think it's also in Ghost Recon, maybe? Is it really? <laughs> it's definitely... That is not the only time that Terminator I know, because that was like a joke. Stage. That was like a, yeah, a joke that came that up like, a few times. Put Terminator in Smash. Um, um, but I think that... Uh, yeah, I thought the gears showing was a little strange. Um, I also think there was an indie game that they showed that was about like it was almost like Groundhog's Day esque, and it was about like twelve minutes. That game looks fucking rad. It looks cool. Yeah. I definitely want to play that game. And then um, Will, Will the Whips, the new Ori game, Ori looks, looks good, beautiful, looks fucking amazing every time. I think that game's gonna come to Switch eventually too. Uh, the first one is coming to Switch soon. Is so. that confirmed? Uh, yes. Check me out. Yep. It's uh the first one is coming. I don't know about the second one because it looks really nice. It also yeah, it looks like it's a little demanding. Um we talked about Game Pass. I think like their kind of montage of showing a lot of stuff that was yeah. like coming directly to Game Pass, like Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. the game from Obsidian that's like very Fallout in space. Yeah, I'm I'm here for looks it. Looks cool. Is that and gonna be an Xbox exclusive though? They, it's they... not exclusive to Xbox, but you will be able to play it uh... day and date. 
on with Game Pass. Got it. Which is cool. That is Because cool. it's like probably a sixty dollar game otherwise that you want to play just that real bad. Have on Game Pass. So like, um, I think the same with Ori will be on Game Pass. Uh, I think the Cyberpunk. I'd like to talk about the Cyberpunk cinematic trailer. Yes. It, it's fucking. So okay, the, the biggest moment of E three happened on Microsoft stage. Correct. That's just a fact. Correct. Uh, King Headshot arrives out of the mist. Did you see this coming at all? Did you nope. see? No. So what did you think of like you know? So let me let me let's let's go on a walk. Okay. You want to come with me? Yeah, sure. Let's all go. Right, let's go on this walk. All right. So. Cyberpunk 77, a game we've wanted forever. We've known about it ever since Witcher 3, maybe even before. It's based off They announced this, that game a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and like it's based off this you know board game that people are very much impassioned uh, excuse about. Excuse me. Tabletop, tabletop game. game. My bad. Thank you, Robert. Um, we get the trailer last year, the first cinematic trailer last year, and it's just like, holy motherfuck, this game looks amazing. It's cool. And then, then they, eventually we get the... The behind closed the, doors the, after they had it the for a while. Fifty minute long behind closed doors, demo. which looked pretty fucking which, cool. This time last year, all the press was coming out of that behind closed doors demo, and we we're like, "I Cyberpunk. saw God! It's the second coming cyberpunk." CD Projekt Red went to heaven. They killed God, and they replaced it with Cyberpunk seventy seven. Correct, and that's your new God now. Get used to it. So, I'm here. I've been here for that game. Uh, yeah, I um, want it. I fucking love The Witcher 3. One of my favorite games. See, there you go. Are you going to play it on Switch? We'll talk about it. Mm. We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Okay. Why not? Because maybe I will. I, you want to ask me later? Um. So, we get to this trailer. We see this trailer. The trailer is fucking sick. I think it's, it's like one of... Fine, I love man. it as like as like a short film. Because, like, dude, I love video game trailers. One of my favorite video game trailers. Shout uh-huh. out to um, Assassin's Creed... Revelations. Do you remember that gameplay trailer? Nope. It goes to a Woodkid song, and it's like old Ezio getting his fucking ass kicked before he like just goes ham on some motherfuckers, and it's amazing. It's one of the best CGI trailers, period. Okay. Um, Dude, they just do nothing. So cool. They do nothing for me. Dude, I like, you have I to look at it. Like they're a, like little short films, though. But I want to see a video. Have game. you ever seen the Dead Island trailer where the infection happens in reverse in a hallway? Yeah, it's so good. It's man. cool. But I at this point, I'm like, especially, especially because they did another closed doors demo of Cyberpunk this year, and it's like, guys. So the announcement is they announced the release date. It comes out like three days short of four uh, four sixteen. I'm gonna get on four twenty anyway. Why the fuck didn't they do four twenty twenty twenty? Come on, guys, this is easy. All. It's easy. It's not hard. Um, Got to work him out in four twenty. Yeah, it did. Corey Balrog has balls. He, he knows what the fuck is he up. He has Balrogs. <laughs> um, also, I think because it was a Friday last year. No, it was a Saturday, wasn't all right, it? All right, Mister Science. No, it was a Friday. Well, games come out on Friday. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, um, Mister Science. Yeah, but uh. I, yeah, I just I'm not that enthused by cinematic trailers anymore, especially because at this point in the conference it was like already like sure it was kind of just a lot of cinematic trailers and I'm not really sure. I under I understand the fatigue and like I'm here for seeing gameplay as well. I just you you got I for me it's like give credit where credit's due. The Gears it's of cool, War cinematic cool trailer cinematic. is kind of boring. The, the Cyberpunk 77 trailer yeah. is badass. Okay. I think it's cool. That's I'm fair. Really into it. I'm not gonna argue with there with yeah. you there. And then with the ending with Keanu Reeves and then Keanu Reeves showing up and the breathtaking that was fucking line. cool. Holy shit! Took the internet by storm. Your still, breathtaking still, Keanu still uh, taking the internet by storm. Keanu's having a moment right now. 
Uh, you know we love him if you listen to any of our content. It's going to be in Toy Story this week. <laughs> he's going to also be in Toy yeah, Story. That's he's true. killing it. Yep. I, you know. And apparently, I don't know if you saw this, his character, known as Johnny Silverhands. Yes. Or Silverhand. He's, like with, he's like in the entire game, apparently. He has apparently the second most recorded dialogue lines after like your main protagonist so have he's seen, like have you seen any interviews with him like with like him and like ign or kotaku or whatever like post like the show did they there's a lot of interviews with him and he's just like just talking like someone who really like he is into this psyched. game cool. no he he seems like he's super genuine he seems like he gets his character he seems like he gets what the game is trying to do and like he's not talking out of his ass about it Basically, you know, Keanu being Keanu and being perfect. Two words I expect very nothing short of that. with each other. But, like, you know, I it's to, to further the hype and to even put Keanu Reeves in it. It's not like a, um, who is, who is a solid snake or who is Big Boss in uh, MGS5, Keith or Sutherland? Yes. Where it's like, this is a phoned in yes. thing, 100%. Keanu Reeves being in, in uh, Cyberpunk 77. He's fucking in it. He's in it. And like you know, it just it just furthers kind of like the yes, I'm here for this. What if Keanu? I'm not even gonna go there. What if he was Snake instead of Kiefer? Uh, that would have been cool, huh? That would have been cool, but it didn't happen. Too bad we'll never. We don't live. In, we don't live in that timeline. Too bad we're in the bad timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other hits on uh, Microsoft, I think, real quick. Um, I thought the uh, Forza Lego looks cool. Not um, not for me, but like yeah. it does look cool. I sure. really like Forza Horizon Four. Um, I one of my favorite parts of Forza Horizon Three was the Hot Wheels expansion that they did. So I'm glad to see that they took the same sort is, of route. Is Forza of, the more simmy one? So when they do non simmy things, it's more fun. So Forza Motorsport is the like tracks racing okay. game. So they're trying to Horizon be more, like, fun. Horizon is the open world game. So, like, Forza Horizon 4 came out last year. It's an open-world game. Mm -hmm. The Lego expansion, it's, like, a $20 expansion to the base game. It's apparently, like, a new, like, um, part of the map. Like, it's a different... Did you ever play that Lego game for PC where you have to deliver the pizzas? Lego Island. Lego Island. Hell yeah, If this is Lego Island... Uh, I don't think it's quite Lego Island. You're probably not delivering pizza. I think it's on still more Forza than Lego Island, but you are you can play as Lego cars. And they had like a actual Lego car on stage, which is cool. That's expensive, fun. probably. I I guess at least Legos are expensive. Yeah, if it's and like a hundred. Apparently, bucks it took a like lot a, of them to make that car. Yeah, I believe that. Other quick hits: they showed a little bit of Psychonauts two, and Microsoft bought Double Fine, which is like cool, but also like do. Does that still mean that Double Fine will be able to publish games on other platforms, or... Uh, I believe... So, it's probably going to be a similar work? situation as uh, Obsidian with Outer Worlds. Microsoft owns them, but they can publish. So, yeah. I think Psychonauts 2 is probably going to come out on other consoles, just how, like, Other Worlds is going to come out on okay. other consoles as well. Their next game, we'll see. I, that's probably where more well, of the Looks like also is. Minecraft is on everything, but... Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Microsoft... To their credit, like you said, Microsoft is really fucking getting it right now. Like they play Phil Spencer, nice. They fucking play nice. Phil, Phil Spencer has this very much for the consumer attitude yes. that I think a company like Microsoft can really only afford to take when they are va- were vastly outsold this <laughs> console yeah. generation. And I, I really think it's interesting 
And I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens in the next console generation because you've seen this kind of leapfrog thing going on where Xbox came in alongside PS2. Mm-hmm. PS2 vastly outsold Xbox. Makes sense. It's Microsoft's yeah. first console. PlayStation, Sony has the Japanese markets yeah. where Microsoft still really does not have any penetration into. Nope. Coming out of that, Microsoft came out of the gate with 360, got out ahead of PS3, really fucking nailed also, it with Sony, the Xbox 360. Sony fumbled their narrative with PS3. Sony fumbled their narrative with PS3. Yeah. Xbox 360 way outsold PS3. Right. Um, probably not to the same degree that PS2 outsold Xbox, but still, like Microsoft, for all intents and purposes, did better that generation. Yeah. And now this is leapfrogged. This has changed again, mm-hmm. going into the Xbox One PS4 generation, Microsoft kind of got a little big headed. They totally fumbled their announcement of Very Xbox bad. One. Very They're bad. still recovering from that fumble where they generated this narrative where you wouldn't be able to like, it was basically you'd be buying a code like on Steam now, even yeah. when it's a digital or a physical disc. Well, it's funny how they're a little bit like ahead of the game when they first were announcing Xbox One. Yo, it but... makes sense that just like... At this point, discs don't really matter when you pop them in your console anyway. Your no. console's probably going to download something upwards of 40 gigs regardless. Yeah, your day one patch is usually bigger than the game so, at this point. Like, and then you still have to keep the disc in the drive if you want to. Like, So if I could just like put a disc in my, in my thing, in my console, and, and then, then throw that disc away disc. and not need the disc anymore, that would be cool from a like, okay, I can like swap between my games yeah. now. But also it's less cool of I can't give Robbie... The Witcher 3, which he'll never play anyway. Or I can't, like, I finished The Witcher 3 after 10 years. I can't sell it back to a GameStop. Which is more important to some people than others. To me, I don't really care. I buy all my games digitally. Uh, My Switch, I have two physical games on my Switch, and I think I have almost 30 games on it. Yeah. So, you know. That's a handheld console. You really don't want to be swapping It's more implied to, yeah, Yeah. you don't want to have cards too much on you, especially when they're so tiny and taste so bad. And you can lose them so easily. Exactly. Um, $6 gone. Yeah, um, so I, so clearly PS4 took over Microsoft this generation because right. they 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 got too full of themselves. And now Microsoft is kind of on their heels from this generation and are really coming out swinging next generation. It's a little bit wise of kind of disappointed that they did not go a little harder on this stage show. I think especially when they, they are owning this new narrative of yeah. being like Xbox plays nice. Especially when they're owning that narrative, they really could have hammered home with some, and maybe, maybe because like some of these bigger announcements are not like totally like kind of like signed in ink yet, like getting an maybe. Xbox Cloud on on Switch or things like that. That might be a few years out. Who fucking knows? Yeah, right? but like you know, they're just they're the thing that is like the thing that Xbox or Microsoft has a leg up on when it comes to Sony is this narrative that they play nice. Yeah, and that they're the they, ones that got. Crossplay for Fortnite. Exactly. They're the ones that got crossplay for Rocket League. Modern, Modern Warfare is coming out with crossplay. So, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, we're talking about, like, oh, we didn't get to see kind of, like, the hints of next-gen Xbox. When it comes to me as a, as a video game consumer, and when it comes to my relationship with, like, Microsoft, I don't really care about Scarlet. I'm so intrigued about what Game Pass is doing. Like, I'm considering getting a PC as my next computer... Because I can get Game Pass on that and then also do all the other things I want to do on it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, like, that's the narrative they need to own a little bit better going forward, you know? And, and of course, they probably want to sell hardware. Yep. But 
they wouldn't have press conferences if they didn't want to sell hardware, right? But you know, it it is it does seem like it's a missed opportunity, and like I just find it hard to believe that they didn't have enough ready to fire out the cannon to. I don't know. This, I mean, we'll see what next year looks like to kind of solidify the, th- the theorizing happening now. But yeah. who knows, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's the conversation that I think they need to own. Yeah. That's also the conversation that I think they already have. That's yeah. why it's such a weird missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they they phrased it well enough coming out of this. They could have done better. I still think it was a solid press conference. It's I think a, they, yeah. it had a lot of potential to really rock it off in terms of production. In terms of like showing. Uh, volume of games yep. in terms of like little to no like talky head stage timey stuff that kind of takes people out. Mm-hmm. They, Besides Phil and a few developers. But you know, we stage. want to hear from Phil. We yeah. want to hear from a few other people. You know, We want to like, hear from they, Keanu. We want to hear from Keanu. Um, they 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 know production wise how to make a good press conference without trying to reinvent the wheel like kind of Sony did and, and may have fumbled last year. Yeah. You know, so I think they they consistently they got the formula of making a conference down is just that you know, I'm still going to get Cyberpunk 77 on my PS4. <laughs> like that's still like where I'm going to get it. It didn't incentivize me to buy an Xbox. Yeah, I'm going to play it on PC, so Yeah, so like whatever, yeah. you know. So um it, the 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 conversation they I think need to own going forward. I'm sorry if I'm going a little long about it, but the the conversation they need to own going forward is is the fact that they played nice. They're about this kind of consumerist message about bringing people together, about bringing their services. Like only through Microsoft, only through Xbox, can you get people together. You know, if you go out and buy an Xbox right now and throw down fifteen bucks for Game Pass Ultimate, you have Xbox Live and Game Pass, and you have over a hundred games in your library. So a lot of those games are very good. Yeah. And also the other part of their narrative that you didn't mention is that they are really nailing the backwards compatibility stuff. All your 360 stuff, all your, most of your original Xbox games are compatible on your Xbox one. And not only that, they also play better. Yeah. They're enhanced on Xbox one. The previous, now we sell, sound like we're just shilling for Microsoft, but I mean, whatever, man. I mean, like, they, they have a good narrative going, yeah. but I, I'm not showing for Microsoft because I'm not buying a fucking Xbox. Right. Um, they haven't sold me on their hardware yeah. still, I, and that's I, the issue. I have no specific skin in the game because I just own everything. You're um, a nice guy. So, but, like, I like when, I like it when, let them fight. I like it when <laughs> publishers compete with each other because it just means that they're going to do more for the consumer, and I think Microsoft is really... Done well by that. They've been fighting because they've they been said, in the corner. They for a said while. in interviews at E3 that the your Xbox One controllers will play on Scarlet. Yeah, you won't have to buy new controllers. I think, which I think, is like that's never happened before. No, so. that is a pro consumer move for sure. <laughs> which, by the way, will I pay one hundred and seventy nine dollars for an Xbox Elite controller too? No, no. Does that controller look really fucking nice? Yes, yes. Uh, also, if they sold that fucking all digital edition for like fifty bucks cheaper, I'd buy it. The Xbox One sad. The Xbox One sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's too expensive. I just told you I how I just I, I have never sounded like so much of a, a Microsoft like you really nice did. guy, really and um, I don't own their hardware and I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just kind of ridiculous. For if the, if you could get a Xbox One sad sad. If they had done $99, that shit would have been whoo, But that would have been cake. that would be too low. That's too low. 150, 150 and then game pass to get you the 200. 
That's a sweet spot. Not dog. even. Game Pass gets you one sixty. You know, whatever. That's still that's great. It's it's good. Yeah. It's a good deal. The, but the fact that you can get an Xbox One S one terabyte with a with a disc drive in it when it goes on sale, which is all the time for yeah. one ninety nine, and that's how much the Xbox One All Digital is. Sorry. Uh, not the best. Uh, what do we have left on the podcast? Should we take a break? Uh, we have Nintendo, Bethesda, Ubisoft, and then whatever like outside games that are you not. Crush at Ubisoft those. and then do a. So clap. cool. Do you want to? Do you want to take a break now? I can do Ubisoft and then take a break. All right, let's take let's do Ubisoft really quick because I don't have that much to say about Ubisoft. Do you have that much to say about? Ubisoft? I just want to talk about Legion. Really, is there anything besides Legion that you want to talk about? Uh, the dog. Sorry, what? The dog that was on stage during Ubisoft's Oh, conference. that was during Ghost Recon. Yes. John Bernthal's dog. Was it Ubisoft and then Bethesda, or was it... Uh, Bethesda was Sunday evening, so that was before Ubisoft. Do you want to still do Ubisoft? Or oh, not? and there's Square Enix, too. I didn't even write anything down for Square Enix. Uh, we're talking about Ubisoft. Let's, we don't have to do it in order. Nope. So Ubisoft, um, Legion very much impressed me. That that is really the only takeaway I have because they didn't talk about Splinter Cell, so I, they're dead to me almost. Yeah, because um, that's the only game I really want from them. Yeah. Well, what's your kind of general hot takes about Ubisoft? Um, I, I mean, did Legion uh, do anything for you? Listen, Ubisoft does a good job continuing to support games they already have out. So, okay. like, they showed For Honor on their stage, which is like. You know what? Do I care about For Honor? No. Do I think it's cool that you're still like supporting those fans that are still playing For Honor? That's cool. Yeah. That said, cinematic trailer. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um. True. Especially the people who do. I guess maybe. I I guess maybe at this point, like gameplay of For Honor is not that exciting. But well, maybe they're trying to they're they're trying to win over people who are not playing For Honor right now. You know. Uh, They also showed Rainbow Six Quarantine, which guess what. Cinematic trailer. Don't care. I would say I also am intrigued by that game because... Um, it's PvE. Exactly. Which yeah. uh, Rainbow Six Siege is P- not nice P- when you're VPing other people. Yes. Um, it's hard to get into that game right now. It's hard. playing it forever. And those people are good at that yeah. game. Uh, those people probably are the same kind of people that you go play paintball with your friends and you're like kind of out of shape, you know, running around in fucking hockey pads. And they are paramilitary guys they're not wearing hockey pads i'm not wearing hockey pads pads. (laughs) and uh they uh, fuck you up that's kind of what it's like playing rainbow six siege right now yeah um so this is you know i I am intrigued by this i also would have liked to see gameplay because i but it looks like like, i don't know the fuck siege with zombies zombies? is is it is it like i don't know that's the thing we have no idea that gotcha game looks like shit was the only time you saw sam fisher and it's just it's insult yeah it's a bad look listen they're going to do a next gen (sighs) splinter cell game don't lie to me they're going to do a next gen splinter cell game say it with me they're They're going going to do a next gen Gen splinter cell Cell game. game it's gonna happen did you play blacklist we talk about Blacklist? Yeah. Blacklist I played, I played fucks. Black. Until never, MGS5 came out. I never finished Blacklist, but I liked Conviction a lot. Well, you know, Blacklist kind of uh, builds off of what Conviction does very yes. well and makes it a little bit long. Because Conviction is a very short game. Yes. Um, it's a short, tight story mode experience. Yeah. And like some of the um, challenge mode parts are really fun too. Yeah. But uh, Blacklist is is very cool. It kind of opened up that It opened world. it up. It gave you kind of three different tracks to play. Uh, kind of like how modern stealth games are like less about like 
you have to do stealth, but stealth is an option. Yeah. And Blacklist very much like did that. And they just, that game is so good. And it's so good because it's almost a Xbox One PS4 game. Yeah. But it's like at the end of a generation. Very late. Xbox that's why people thought that this was going to be. That's what they people skipped think. They skipped a whole so, generation. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know. I I want a Smash Star game. I it hope it's not be, too Ubisofty though. Could be a cross. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, yeah, they have the kind of like one game sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's uh, like you could check out these checkpoints and then no. open. You don't want an open world Splinter Cell. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Just I don't want it to be like you're taking out check because yeah. like you know, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed are already an open world that game. Kind <laughs> you of. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, I agree. I think a blacklist style like. There are discrete missions. You're flying around in a kind of like mission control center and you can go right. do these linear miss- missions would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or more like, I, like you said, I really think Metal Gear Solid Five kind of ate Splinter Cell's launch. Yeah, I mean, and it's I, been I hard. Totally honestly, agree. been kind of hard to go back to Blacklist because I because I played through MGS5. I love Blacklist. I can't go back. Because yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five kind of set the precedent. And yeah. even, even like, you know, games like Dishonored and stuff where it's like, Stealth implied, but kind of can do what you want. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. that, that seems to be more the modern uh, gameplay philosophy with those games. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I'm not really, I don't really care about Ghost Recon. Um, but Wildlands, or it's Legion. not Wildlands Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, Did you play Wildlands? I think it's at all? Ghost Recon Burnthal. Um, <laughs> that dog is sick. I love. It's cool dog. I love that great pit bull. Yeah. So um, well behaved. Yeah. Better behaved than Burnthal. If in my opinion, didn't he punch somebody? Is that a thing? He, I, I believe it. I don't know for sure, mm. but uh, I've been talking on my ass. Legion to me looks cool. Did you play? You didn't play XCOM, did you? I played some XCOM. No, I have played a little bit of both. I haven't beaten either, but I'm familiar with like the what it is. If, how how are you pitching this? If Legion is so, the cool thing about XCOM, yeah. Besides, like, the strategy part of it where you're doing the missions is cool. Mm-hmm. I think the cooler part of XCOM is, like, that meta layer of, like, managing your base and managing all your soldiers. Sure. And keeping, like... Those are kind like, of the things that turn all that stuff off a little bit. Well, welcome to Legion. Legion because <laughs> it seems like it's, like, you are managing... It's more of, like, a... It seems more engaging. Like, a pulled system. out, like, you're managing all these characters. And you're yeah. doing missions with the actual characters. But there's a lot of, like management stuff you're like managing a roster kind mm-hmm. of thing which sounds like it could be cool i actually just picked up watchdogs 2 oh yeah you did actually it was scoop like that. five bucks i'm waiting for it It keeps being 15 dollars, and i keep being a dick about it and being like maybe it'll be free one day i've seen it go down to like maybe this is just on pc i don't know about on generally PC. on pc those games get the lowest cheaper. i got it for five bucks i've also That's seen it go down cheap. to eight a lot yeah. it was five bucks because it was on the epic store yeah, I it's been twenty to thirty lately. I'm just like that's ah, too high. That's I'm too not high. Quite there. That's yeah. too high. It could very if it's well a, everything be. included. Maybe I do twenty. But the thing is, a lot of times when they're like everything's included, I'm like I don't really play everything. I don't think they did pay DLC for Watch Dogs. Uh, there's a gold edition. Okay, so I mean, what's in it? It could be sunglasses. Just usually, I don't know. yeah, probably gold sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That looks cool. It yeah. looks like a cool. It's, it seems very ambitious. I'm not really sure. And that how was a gameplay demo to, to give them credit. To give them credit, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, Legion is kind of the only Ubisoft takeaway for me, where I was like, that, and I'm a little intrigued, sorry, I burped. Excuse me. That's bad audio, that Robert bad audio. I'm very sorry. Um, 
<laughs> the the always sunny Mac thing happened on Ubisoft, right? Oh right. I so this is the one of the conferences I did not actually watch. Oh okay. So I kind of just caught the highlights on this. Uh, one. The so if I if I may the you um, may. The, the Mac, uh, I think, I forget what the name of the show is called, but it's weird because it's, it's debuting on Apple TV. Um, it didn't look, it didn't look that intriguing to me as a show. Ubisoft is known to kind of do these more like, uh, alt media video gamey things. Yep. They do that on their what stage. Was the Elijah Wood, the Elijah Wood the horror, horror game thing. that apparently is not that good. Yeah. Uh, I don't foresee this being that good, but one of the takeaways I saw from, uh, games media is that like, a lot of people in the industry making games, not even game journalism, but a lot of people in the in the industry making games uh, saw this trailer, which is about kind of like a game developer who's very full of themselves, like very uh-huh. like Silicon Valley head honcho kind of thing. That's the character okay. Max playing. And they're like, oh, this is too close to home. And they're showing this at a Ubisoft press conference. So I think it made a lot of people like funnily uncomfortable, hmm. if I if that is a word. Okay. Um, I might have to go check that out. It's an interesting trailer. Is it worth watching? Uh, I think you should watch it for sake of conversation. I don't think it's going to be that good. Well, I'm sorry, Robbie, but after we turn off this microphone, I'm done. You're conversation dead. forever. Boom, we're not talking, yeah, we're not talking about video games until next oh, year. Damn. That's why we may, I guess. I'm going to tell you what I think about Sekiro at the end of this podcast. But, um, yeah, Legion, I'm, I'm super into. I think Legion uh, looks really cool. It, it seems looks very cool. ambitious. And it's, uh, ambitious. Uh, well, it's actually next year, isn't it? It's March... Is it technically a 2020 game? Yeah. That's I was cool. surprised by that. I cuz I expected cuz they're not doing an Assassin's Creed this year. It would make sense to have Watch Dogs with. This I mean, those they could just drop more AC. Oh, but the Did you see the trailer for This is a this is actually a pretty big announcement. The um Gods and uh Oh yeah. What's the name of it again? I can check the tape. Gods and Monsters? Uh No. Sorry, this is bad gods audio. Gods and generals. It's not gods it. and gods. And, god I think guesses. it is gods and monsters. Actually, there you go. I got it in one. Yeah. Um, so gods and monsters. Um, cinematic trailer. So not super interesting on that front. But it's supposed to be a very Breath of the Wild yes. inspired game made by the team who made Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. I, here, it I'm looked cool. It. I think it had a cool like little cinematic. Tra- I like the art style of it. It looked yeah. very like. A I'm, big open world with very green, very like billowy sway in the breeze. Turns grass. out I'm into it. I like that shit. I'm very excited to see what that team does without the... As much as they kind of like... Assassin's Creed Odyssey, if you ever played any of it, is is very much trying to kind of like push and break the, the conventions of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ways that Origins did, but this one's doing it even more so. I played about an hour of that game on... Google's Google. streaming. Yeah, we didn't service. talk about Stadia at we all. We did not talk I about Stadia. I don't know Stadia. if we really have to. Um, it seems promising. I'm not going to buy the Founders Edition. I either. wish they showed more than just Destiny 2. And I hope it works out for them. Yeah, I also hope it works. That's pretty much... If it works, that's cool. My thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, Gods and Monsters looks cool. Uh, I'm very excited to see what that team does without the constraints of the Assassin's Creed moniker attached yeah. to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't really have much to say about Legion besides I was very impressed and very excited for it. It's a cool demo. It's a very cool demo. Yeah. Um, I really Play like this. Play as an old lady. Play as an old lady. I, I like the, the Until narrative. that old lady dies. Well, everyone has to die at some point. Everyone dies, I guess, but apparently some of your characters, <laughs> like, that's just like a stat thing that they have where they can just die. That's what's cool. I mean, the idea <laughs> of Legion is that you're building this 
you know, resistance to a post-Brexit, a legion to this post-Brexit uh, Britain. It's cool. You know, I think Ubisoft has kind of, um, maybe in a way I don't agree with, but has gotten in trouble with uh, leaning close to political hot button issues without totally diving in on what makes them interesting. Um, yeah. It, for me... That doesn't dissuade me too much because I don't... That's not my, you know... This is a whole can of worms that we don't have enough time to get into, but Ubisoft... All art is political. Yes. That is just a fact. So if you deny art, it, you are wrong. Art is made by people. People have views on things. Yeah. That's politics. It doesn't matter, like, if... There's a difference between a game having an agenda and a game having politics. Mm-hmm. All games have something to say. Yeah. If they really have nothing to say at all, might be a boring game. Yeah. Most games, whether or not it's on this, that's where subtext comes from, is right. somebody is writing something because of a feeling that they have that is somehow one way or another translated into a game. Right. When it comes to Ubisoft and they have thousands of people working on each of their games, maybe that message is a little bit diluted. But... Especially that they're invoking like post Brexit, like very much in their marketing, they said post Brexit yeah. multiple times, and this is like a resistance that you're building to like a fascist police state that has kind of crept in after England's Power government vacuum. sort of shit the bed. Post Brexit yeah. is kind of what I took from what they said. That's what sounds like. like yeah. That's all cool. There's a lot of shit that you can say in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ideas to to play around in that, but. It makes Ubisoft sound silly to try to suggest there's no politics there. Like to say well, something is apolitical is inherently a fool's errand. Yeah, I think luckily with this game, they're not saying that. I think they're, they're right. owning the narrative at the moment in the marketing. Right. We'll see what we get at the end of it. Um yeah, I don't have too much more to say about Ubisoft besides I'm here for Legion. Yeah. Conference a little overall was was padded and, and disappointing. Uh, it was very much like Tom Clancy's Ubisoft games. Right. But uh, next year when the the when the full unveiling of these new consoles happens, we will get more. And these publishers are ready and willing to show next gen games. And it's going to be a lot Clancy's more exciting. Spinner Cell, and I'm really cool with it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Uh, I also I know they're working on a new Nintendo thing. So I'm excited for whatever that you is. Think so. I was actually kind of surprised to not see that at this. I think I think it's because they're still... I think because they were waiting to see Mario Plus Rabbits do well. But it's been two years since that game came out. Could still be, you know. It, it would definitely would come to the, it would come Now to would Switch, be the time to announce something like that. Unless they're, you know... Nintendo have been known to be very... Not hard to work with necessarily, but like very sticklers about their content. So, you know, they could have been like... Not this year, Ubisoft. You're doing this is staying in the oven. That's that's fine. Yeah, I but mean, I Switch is going to be around for a couple more years. Yeah, even we'll when the we next console. Yeah, even if, if, if they do a new model of the Switch, it's still going to be the same software. It's going to apply yeah. to the new models anyway. So it's like you still have. My point is, you still have probably at least three or four years to make games on Switch. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, cool. You want to take a break? Let's take a break. Cool. upward Ooh. Ooh, that's a good audio experience that's a good audio experience and if there you're are... drinking along now you can drink your whole drink 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 
keep drinking. Now's the time. Um, Unless you're listening to this in a car. Or if you're underage. Mm, I'm not a cop. I might be. There are more games to be had, Robbie. (gasps) Did you game? There are more games. So we covered Ubisoft. We covered Ubisoft. Covered Microsoft. Microsoft. We covered EA. Yes. Uh, Now we're moving on to Bethesda, which was Sunday night. Yes. After the Microsoft press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethesda is interesting. Most of the time they do a fairly solid press conference. Yeah. This year, they had some splaining to do. They had some splaining to do. Um, the fallout from Fallout 76 uh-huh. is real. Uh, so they opened up the conference owning that narrative, which... May not be great press conference material, but I think is very important for them to do. It came across as genuine, which I think is important. I think so, too. Um, Todd Howard is his name, right? Yes. I think he, you know, he's a good dude. I actually just listened to an IGN Unfiltered podcast, which uh, Ryan McCaffrey interviews a lot of, like, uh, very, like, specific one-on-one interviews with games, media, personnel. Uh, people like Amy Henning and Todd Howard and a bunch of other people, and they're always really good because Ryan McCaffrey is like he's one of the best in the biz, especially doing one-on-one interviews. Shout um, out! Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Shout Please out. like me. Tell me I'm good. Um, so the interview with Todd Howard is very good, but besides that sidebar, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it was very genuine. Also, you know, the things that they're adding to that game yeah, intrigues me. It, it honestly seems like, listen, mm. you've said the word narrative a lot on this mm. podcast so far. Yes. Bethesda dropped the ball with Fallout 76 in the way that they released that game as a full-fledged, full-priced, fully released video Uh, game. Yeah. Which, listen, guys, it was 2018 when you released this game, but now, so even more in 2019. Even more in 2018, I feel like. Early access is a thing. Early access is a thing. Early access is a thing. Free to play is a thing. Well, I... I understand that they don't want to like make this major sure. Fallout property of free to play thing out the gate. Early access, they're probably going to get to free to play eventually. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. But agreed, early access is totally early an avenue access, they could have gone down. It's yeah. an easy way, and even though you know PlayStation does not technically have an early access Mode. program, yeah. whatever, you could just put out your game. It's put, in a the beta. Distri- put in the yeah. put in the description. This is an early access game. Put on the loading screen. This is an early access. Fortnite game. is still early access. Exactly, it's the biggest game on the planet. Fortnite is on is on PlayStation and is early, early access. access. Yeah, it's so easy to change the narrative around your video game by just saying, "Hey, this is early access. Hey, this is still in development," which is also like a cheap and easy thing to say because technically, all games now, especially online focused. Primarily games (laughs) are continuously improving, which is fine. And people are used to that now. And people will give you or your game the benefit of the the doubt that like, okay, maybe this is a little rough. Maybe this is like a concept of what's what's possible in the future. But they in they blew that in pretty much every way, shape or form. We're not going to dig into what happened with Fallout 76, but like. There's a lot of bananas shit around that game with like hacks and <laughs> leaks and tote bags. fucking tote bags, yeah. all kinds of stuff that is just like, you guys dropped the ball on this. It's, and yeah. Yeah. to see Todd Howard come out kind of hat in hand, 
<laughs> hat over heart, whatever the fucking analogy is. I didn't is. think I get the visual. You yeah. get it. Um, Saying like, hey guys, we hear you. And the Bethesda conference very much having this sort of like tone of like cutting to developers being like. Well, they always do that, but they did it this time this like year, it was lot. like It was like, please God, stop with the death threats. I, yeah. I, my family, like I am a real person with a family. Please, please stop. Please stop. I get yeah. it that Fallout seventy six is not everything that we that you maybe hoped it was. Yeah, but climate change is real, and so is apartheid. So maybe we just don't have to be dicks about everything else. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, if you want to go down that route, like maybe nukes are not that cool, Bethesda. Maybe you don't tout that as like the fun as, fun as game. As fiction, mechanic. it's fun. Mm, yeah, I guess death threats could be fun if you make it a game mechanic. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think people take video games too seriously. I think we take video games with an appropriate amount of seriousness. Yeah. Um, we're, I, have you ever sent a death threat to a video game? I have not. No, me either. No, no I've never had a desire to do that. Yeah, me either. Never no, really felt the yeah. inclination. Even if I don't like a game, you know what I don't do? You know what I don't do when I, I don't like a game? I just don't play the game. It's crazy. Yeah, it works out it's for crazy. me. It's yeah. crazy. And I bitch about it to kind of just you. And yes. you probably bitch about it just me, and then we end that conversation. Pretty much. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. There is many video games out there, and it turns out I don't have time to play them all. So the ones I don't like, I kind of just don't play them. Get right over. It seems pretty easy. Um, but otherwise, Bethesda had some cool shit. They talked about their Elder Scrolls Online and, and their Blade stuff with Elder Scrolls. Blades, I think, also had me. a... Not for me either. I think it also had a not-so-great launch, but it seems that they're trying to... The beginning of this press conference is very much... Yeah, I don't give a fuck A free like phone that. game. So yeah. it's like... It, again, the narrative yeah, is different. They haven't gotten my like, death threat yet about it, but yeah, like, you know, it's, if, it's in the mail. If a free narrative phone game, or a narrative, <laughs> if a free phone game right. is not everything you want it to be when it comes out, oh, wow. you don't give a shit because A, you didn't pay any money for it, and B, it's a phone game, and C, you know, it's in beta. So like, it's fine. You don't, which is all opportunities think, they had with the Fallout I the main 76. announcement with Blades is that it was coming to Switch, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the main takeaway, which, again... So another phone game ported to Switch. Another woo! shitty phone game ported to woo! Switch. Yahoo. That's what it is. The eShop needs more of those, that's for sure. Yeah, they got plenty of other good stuff, luckily. Um, yeah. And then the ESO uh, expansion? Is that what it was? Or yeah. I don't know a lot about ESO. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Um, which is the joke that I have with my wife. My <laughs> wife. My wife. Who is His from... Wife. Yorkshire, England. Which is where Elder Scrolls shout takes outs, place. Shout outs. It's like, that's how you would spell. <laughs> it's Morrowind it's, and then Yorkshire. Well, the way that it's, it says like elsewhere with a... Is how she would. Is how you would spell like elsewhere. 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 Yeah. Uh, so look out for Elder Scrolls over the... Uh, or uh, I don't know. I see, I see, this is a wildly like doing, inside you're doing joke. Like a like a Boston almost. No, this is how they sound over Elder there. Scroll, um, a fucking Elder Scrolls over here doesn't know how to drive a horse. Sharks in the that's not what nights. I said. That's not. I, I want to dissociate from this uh, this whole bit. Anyway, um, they showed a couple new games, unannounced More games, CGI trailers, perhaps More cinematic trailers. So well, I'm, I'm more down, so I was into the Cyberpunk one and the Assassin's Creed one from 12 years ago that I brought uh-huh. Not as into these CGI trailers. Yeah, me as in, well. Into what they're pitching. Yeah, the pitch, but, okay, so the, their yeah. first one was Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, uh, announced from, by, from Tango uh, Games. do you know the name of the woman who works for that company? I don't she recall is, she's off amazing. the top of my head, but she was um, a bright spot 
yes. on the entire E3 press conference show floor. Um, she was uh, very energetic, very positive, very fun. The internet became almost as smitten with her as with Keanu Reeves. And the dog. And the dog. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Robbie is furiously typing in I'm gonna find to a her Google name. search to find her name. But while you do that, um, I think the concept... Ikumi Nakamura. Cool. The concept of a... Um, from the people who made a game it, uh, from, Evil Within. From the, yeah, the developer of uh, Evil Within, who's uh, now... Here's another... Well, didn't he also do Resident Evil 4? Resident Evil 4, yes. yeah. So what's his name is your next challenge. Uh, I'm getting there. It, the idea of like... They kind of... The CG trailer was kind of like a... Uh, well, it was sort of like the, the Thanos snap a little bit. And or the leftovers and or any kind of piece of media where everybody... A lot, go ahead. Shinji Mikami. 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 Yes. Yeah, it just came to me, yeah. Um that idea is cool. Yeah. I really would have liked to see a little bit more of like what it actually looks like to play this game. Yeah, because there's really, I mean, there's there's certain things you can maybe gleam. Um, mm-hmm. It's either going to be like, because Evil Within is very much a spiritual successor to Resident Evil 4, Which, specifically. Fun fact, Eleanor and I just finished playing through for my like You played that game a lot. Should I get it on Switch? Should I get it on Switch? It's 30 uh, bucks, 30. I think. Have you never played it before? I've only really played it a little bit. You've never finished it before? No. The answer is yes. Okay, cool. Um, we just finished it last night. Uh, that was her time Did she like watching it? it. Yeah, she loved it. And that's wow. one of my favorite games yeah. of all time. So you guys can stay married. It's up there. Yeah, and <laughs> she really liked it. So We also played through Resident Evil 2 earlier this year. Which I want to get that, too. Also rocks. Yeah. You might even be able to get that cheaper than Resident Evil 4 uh, <laughs> yeah, if you probably. play your cards right. So, um, Definitely later in the year, for sure. Yeah, those are yeah. both really good games. Cool. Um, so, I, you honestly, get Resident Evil 4 on Switch yeah. and then play Resident Evil 2 on PS4. Okay. Um, but kind of my point uh, with Shinji Mikami is that, uh, you know, he, he is known for making these, these you know, very... Uh, tight over the shoulder uh, game experiences. Uh, Evil Within is very much keeping in line with that because Resident Evil After Four kind of went splintering on some weird directions. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, talk about Re- Resident Evil Five and Six, ironically, in a minute here. Uh, that's true. Um, so uh, this game will either be like that, or it will be a complete departure. It's kind of, you know... We'll see. I'm down for she something... She said it was spooky. Yeah. Uh, but not a horror game. So... Just spooky. Like she said it was kind of spooky. Paranormal, but not a horror game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Apparently Evil Within 2 gets very, like, surreal and trippy. There's a lot of, like, um, psychedelic yeah. horror in that game. So maybe that, I've never played either of those games. I hear they're awesome. I hear Evil Within 2 is, like, one of, like, the like underrated games Sleeper of a generation. Hits. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, sure you could get it for a song. In the right places. Yeah. If you um, talk to the right... Uh, talk to the right What guys. are you buying? Welcome, stranger. What are you buying? What are you selling? Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's not that good. It's not the best. You know he's going to be the new character in Smash? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll don't jump ahead. We'll get there. We'll get there. The merchant is here to sell. Yes. Ooh, dude, you like I that? You like that, don't that. you? I don't even want him. He would not even be a player character I want, but like even like it's a trophy, a trophy would be yeah. pretty good. I'm gonna play with those on. I'd be here for it. Oh yeah. He mm. just opens up that jacket and you and get like a throws kid or something. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's fun. Ooh, it's fun. I like that. Yeah. Um. I think that's. Oh. <laughs> couple more quick hits on Bethesda. Um, oh, we Death Loop. Even... So yeah, the trailer for Death Loop. Um, when did I mean? What did you think about it? I wasn't super sold on it. I also it's don't again, know what the game it's is. Another okay. Here's how I've heard this game pitched outside of that original cinematic trailer. Do you want to talk about what is pitched on screen first, perhaps? <sighs> what did you What did you think it okay, was? Before? Time loop kind of thing. Two characters developed by Arkane Studios. Two, two, who did Dishonored. Two, Dishonored two. two black lead characters, which cool. is cool. Yeah, with it, nice job with it, Arcane. Uh, but um, they're kind of just like killing each other over and over again, and they're in a death loop, and it's like another like Groundhog Day kind of thing. Is this a single player game or a multiplayer game? Um, they have said it is a narrative single player game. Really, in the same sort of like this is their like dishonored kind it's like that kind of same sandbox multiple options the way i've heard this game pitched okay is like um a hitman game kind of on like a loop like groundhog's day are you playing against another player though i don't think so i think it's ai that is a misleading trailer, I think. I don't know. So, a lot of people, uh, you know, like, through the Twitter sphere and people talking about it, post this trailer coming yeah. out. Very hot in the game, and I'm a pretty big Arcane Studio guy. Like, I played Dishonored 1 and 2. I really like those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dishonored 2 kind of loses me towards the end, but that's a story for another day. Um, this trailer did not do it for me, because I, I, it does not pitch to me what the game is. And even what you're saying, like... Doesn't sell me on it a hundred percent. You know, I like. I mean, you are not into the Hitman games, I guess. Uh, I haven't really played them. Uh, they're good. The new episodic the, ones the are supposed to be really cool, Hitman, right? Hitman. The new like Hitman. I never really played like Blood Money or any of those older games, right. but I'm Hitman more and Hitman Two are fucking good. Yeah, games. Okay. Um, so like a big, you know, a world or a level where you're like you know able to go around and kind of like you're looking for one specific person and right i don't know it's it's an interesting pitch again i wish Certainly. i could have seen what the game actually looks like maybe it's a next gen game same with ghost ghost wire tokyo i'd be i i'm pretty certain they are which is cool with me so we'd um, rather see some gameplay kind of like what you were saying during you know for the microsoft conference where it's like Show us something that wows us and keeps us kind of questioning, like, what is this even on, you know? There's another game that I have not written down here that was another cinematic trailer that was like a four-player co-op game, and I can't remember who it's from. Are you talking about... It was during uh, Xbox, I think. It looked like Overwatch mixed with, um, like... uh, is melee combat focused? Is that what you're thinking of? No, that's a different game. We didn't talk about that game. That's a competitive game called, like... Blade. It, oh something. fuck! I have to look this up again. Yeah, that was another cinematic trailer, and apparently the actual. No, game I think they showed some gameplay. I, think. I don't know. I think it was mostly cinematics. Um, there were a, a listen. We're not like we said from the top. We're not going to hit every single game on this. Yeah. Or the ones that kind of stick out to us, but 
the key again the key takeaway kind of is there were a lot of cinematic trailers for games where they did not show a lot of bleeding edge bleeding edge is the one you're talking that's about. what i'm talking about yes there's another game that was like a four-player co-op shooter that i can't remember the name of uh and i'm trying to remember which press conference it was at it might have been square enix it might have been bethesda i cannot remember but anyway keep going the main attraction here at Bethesda for me was Doom Eternal. Hell yeah. They also showed some Wolfenstein Youngblood, which was great. Yes. That's um, a game I'd like to play with um, my good friend, Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we'll see, because I'm probably going to buy it on computer. So oh, know. my fucking bad. Yeah. yeah so it's only does. 30 bucks, though. Maybe I'll get it on both. We'll see. I'm not getting it on Switch, I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. I don't, mm. nah. Hey, listen. It's cool that Bethesda is putting out Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Youngblood on Switch. It's cool that they put out Doom 2016 and Wolfenstein 2 on Switch. Those games look beautiful. Listen, more accessibility to games is cool if you can put them on Switch and people who don't have consoles anyway. Doom wasn't fucking $60 on Switch. I would definitely get it for Switch. Pricing aside. definitely get it for Switch. Yes, pricing aside. Nintendo. I got it for $15 on PS4 two months ago. Yeah. Sorry. And Which is uh, in 2019 for a 2016 game is a fair price. I agree. Um, you will not buy it at a high price. You will not buy it at a high price. Um, Doom Eternal looks fucking good. Dude. Holy fuck. You know, there was a moment when I was watching the gameplay demo where I was just like, is this going too long? And then I think he probably like chainsawed like three people in a row and like ripped someone's skull off and then like dashed in the air to do some crazy momentum. I was like, no, I'm here. Yeah, so no, I'm here. I have been, uh, because I'm so excited by the new, by Doom Eternal, mm-hmm. I went back and finally, so I played through most of Doom 2016 on PS4. Okay. Before I built my PC. Oh, then you got it. Then I built a PC and I was like, why can't I play Doom on the PC? Your eyes are melting out of your fucking head. Uh, So I I played it on that. Yeah. And then I got up around the same place that I think I got to on PS4. So I never beat the final boss. Um, That's it. Yeah. I I played through the whole game. I've gone back in now and I've like, I've picked up where I left off on PC and I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this this time. It's great. And thinking about this, the mechanics and the systems that are in Doom 2016 and seeing how they're expanding on those systems with Doom Eternal and adding in the flamethrower, adding in... Uh, the knifey blade guy. Yeah, some like shotgun extra things. grapple. And like, uh, oh yeah, the grapple on yeah, the, that's the uh, big, super that's shotgun. The that's yeah. cool. But the way that they're in the same way that like you did glory kills in 2016 to get health back. Um, they are kind of expanding that, and and you chainsaw guys to get ammo back. Right. They're expanding that kind of like gameplay loop to like manage your resources in mm-hmm. a way that like adding a little bit more nuance to that sounds like the kind of thing that you need yeah. to add because like you can just give me new more Doom. It could have been the same thing as 2016 Doom, and I would buy it at yes. full price. Yes, I would uh, buy it at full price. But like adding in like new like kind of gameplay twist to that sounds exactly yeah. like that doom 2016 is a mechanics ass mechanics game like there's some cool story stuff in there as well it's more lore based but which is cool which i'm here for uh, have you ever read any of that like ancillary diary stuff 
Oh, I listened to the like the, the audio like, logs. Weird, and the it's honestly demon dude, audio logs. All of it is cool. It's pretty like, cool. Even even like reading some of the shit in there, dude, yeah. is like really good. It's the really way well they written. do the mythology around the Doomslayer, written from the demon's perspective, where like he is this just completely like genocidal, like, unstoppable. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but the way I think about like Doom 2016, when I I played the original Doom on my uncle's computer. Like in fucking 1998, sure. probably when I went over to my aunt and uncle's house to and like, he's like, he's like, oh, we have, d- well, like, you know, your parents bring you to your aunt and uncle's house. Right. Like you don't act, it's not that fun because you're like eight years old. Yeah. And your uncle is like, all right, you're bored kids. So like, here's doom on my computer. Right. And I just would play doom on that computer. Like, holy and shit. And like, listen, my uncle had doom on his computer in 1998. He has not played any video games since. Yeah. The majority of video games now are like so like, you know, video games have expanded a lot. Right. Doom 2016 is the most like video game ass video game where it just really looks like yeah. <laughs> this is what Doom would look like 20 years later. Yeah. And it like just nails that vibe so Because they perfectly. didn't they didn't make any concessions on like kind of what like I haven't played too much. I don't think I've ever really played an OG Doom. I played Doom-like games, like kind of based off the original Doom, you know, Unreal tournaments, things like that. Kind of like taking that that DNA. But um, you know, to me, what kind of makes a Doom game is corridor shooting, fast-paced combat, mm-hmm. and you know, Bethesda just did such an amazing job. Or our uh, id yeah. software, yeah, um, published by Bethesda. Published by Bethesda. Yeah. Um, did such an amazing job by elevating the things that make doom doom yeah. while also you know expanding on like risk reward features making gory kills sick again yep. or not even sick again but just adding it um making verticality a part of the game yep making exploration a part of the game and which it was in the originals sure like, absolutely, finding secrets yeah. was very much a thing in the original game and uh you know i'm even i'm even excited for um they added heaven as one of the places you go to yeah. as a locale in doom eternal and like I'm really excited about it because it's not a complaint I have with Doom, but it gets very samey environmental-ish yeah, yeah. At, a, at a certain point. Because you're yeah. going from like sci-fi to hellscape to kind of hellscape more. Um, yeah. Well, you go from Mars to hell in yeah. Doom 2016. L- literally. Like, those yeah. are the two areas. So seeing before. somewhere that's going to like really like kind of vastly change the color palette. Yeah. Very into. It gave me the, the like heaven stuff that they showed gave me... Uh, like Bayonetta vibes. I was a thinking bit. God of War a little bit too. God of War and also um, Diablo. Diablo uh, 3. Yeah. So, like, that. that kind of. Like, angels are also fucked up in a way. Yeah. That's cool. That's like how God of War, um, like, the elves were, like, kind of, like, yeah. very demonic y looking. Yeah. You know? And then um, just that color palette, especially in, in God of War, like, it reminds me of Midgar. Super bright. Bright blues. It's, like, bright but dour. I thought Midgar is, like, the more earth. Midgar in God of War is when they're, like, on the lake and all that shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess to me, when I think about it, is like the grayscales of like the, all the stone there. Uh-huh. It's very bright but dour. Mm-hmm. So like things are kind of overgrown and like, you know, when they go to some of the islands that are covered in moss and it looks kind of like untouched almost, but mm-hmm. it's very like Nordic in a way. I don't think this looks Nordic necessarily, but that color palette kind of strikes me the same. Overcast skies. Yeah. On beautiful architecture into it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to rip and tear. 
I can't wait to put my thumbs in the guy with the jetpack's eyes. Yep. Um, that game is so over the top violent. It's I crazy. can't wait, man. I'm that so into it. And I think that's like November. <laughs> also, is that a November game? Pretty sure. Yeah, I thought it was going to come out in the summer, but I guess that's when QuakeCon is. And I get too confused. I think they're yeah. They said they were going to show the multiplayer at QuakeCon. Multiplayer actually there. sounds cool. It does sound cool. Yeah, uh, like a Left 4 Dead. It's a two v one multiplayer style, actually. I think oh right, it's, it's not, one person's the Doom Slayer yeah. and two people are the monsters. It's kind of like Left 4 Dead multiplayer, right? Where someone would I mean. play the yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, versus yeah. mode. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm into that. Which I really I played a lot of Left 4 Dead 2's versus. It was mode. cool being the uh, the tongue guy was my favorite. The liquor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it smoker? I think it is smoker. I think it is smoker. Yeah. Um, okay, so that pretty much is a wrap on Bethesda. Um, we can talk about Square Enix briefly. I didn't watch Square Enix either. Uh, I did. Um, you did? Okay. Yeah, so I can kind of walk us through it. Uh, I will. I also want to say shout out to the Kind of Funny Games Showcase. Uh, oh, yeah. This is the second one that they've done. Uh, they do just... I think it's a really great production for such a small team. And uh, I love the Kind of Funny guys. I'm a Patreon supporter. Um, but uh, if you have not watched the Kind of Funny Games Showcase, I really recommend watching it. Some of the coolest indie games coming out later this year on all platforms uh, they showed, and it is very exciting. And they also had a section just devoted to VR stuff. Oh, cool. So if, you, if you're if you owner of a VR headset, that might be something you Any want to check out. Any standout indie games that you love <laughs> yourself? I uh, have not looked over my list uh, recently. Does anything come out from memory? Not necessarily. Okay. I might have been a little bit under some influences when watching it. I see. Yes. I see. Uh, but I really recommend watching it. Shout it happens to, to the best of us. Um, Square Enix, though. Square Enix. Final Fantasy the Seventh. That Reborn. game... So are you... I've never played Final Fantasy Seven. OG. No, me you either. haven't either? Cool. Nope. Are you into any of the Final Fantasies? Mm, I've never played... A, I've never... No. I've never played a Final <laughs> Fantasy. Uh, I mean, I've played like some of the demos and stuff, but sure. I've never like gone full... I, I played a little bit of Lightning. Or, or 13. I don't have a problem with JRPGs and the JRPG mechanics. The thing that puts me off of those games yeah. is the idea that they are like 80 to 100 hours. Yeah, sure. That has always kind of put me off. Like, yeah. I that was like a, Final Fantasy XII. They're just like, dude, when you get 60 hours in that game, it really opens up. And I'm it's like, like uh... I, <laughs> I have a problem finishing like 10 hours. Like, yeah. I'm just finishing Doom now for the first time. Like, I... You... Particularly take your time with games. Well, I... You have a little bit of gamey ADHD. Yes. I jump around a lot. I have a hard time, like, picking one game and finishing it, sticking with it until I finish it before I move on to the next one. So that's why when it comes to an 80-hour JRPG, I'm always going to kind of, like... I've never really dove in. Uh, Uh, I've heard that the remake of Final Fantasy XII is very good on Switch. Because they've made a lot of quality of life improvements. Sure. Just to throw that out there. Sure. But um, I am also not super familiar with Final Fantasy. Uh, I think most of my knowledge comes from Advent Children. Um, <laughs> okay. Sure. And uh, in, in Kingdom Hearts. Because oh, okay. Final Fantasy characters are in the first the two The two best sources for Final Fantasy lore. Yeah. Uh, I actually also played uh, Dirge of Cerberus. And that game, uh, at the time, 13-year-old Robbie thought was pretty fucking cool. That was like the shooter that was based on. It's in seven? in a weird way, it, yes, and in a weird way, it kind of looks a lot like this game. Okay, because there's some like you know, it's it's a real time. Yeah, uh, it's not turn based, and and it, there's like you know numbers popping off when you make contact with enemies. Mm-hmm. Interesting to say the least. Yeah. 
Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That game looks like it's gonna fuck. It looks cool. You know, I, super. I am. I am all. I am like chips in on this yeah. game, dude. I am so pumped for it. I think. So what I said about being turned off by super long JRPGs. Yeah. The way that they're saying that this game is going to be uh, only a portion of uh, the full Final Fantasy VII experience, to me, is interesting because. Yeah, the episodic nature of it, I am not super excited for. So I think like doing those games in more bite-sized chunks for me is a positive because I'll be more likely to play and finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the gameplay systems that they have kind of talked about in there look pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool because I think a lot of people, when they saw the original trailer of the remake a few years ago, were just like, it's not turn-based anymore. What's going on with that? Yeah. And then since they've uh, changed, I think, studios and engines uh, since that original reveal, uh, I think that the... And I think it's the guy who made the Kingdom Hearts combat, which, you know, say what you will about Kingdom Hearts, like, the combat is, is, like, fairly solid in those games. And I think that he really struck, like, a really cool middle ground that you have not really seen in video games, Mm -hmm. especially JRPGs, where it's kind of like a compromise, where the combat is very much, like... It's real-time slashes, attacks, almost Devil May Cry-esque, Platinum Games-esque attacking. But? But when you build up your meter, which is something that's always been a Final Fantasy game or Final Fantasy VII, yep. then it, it stops time, and then you strategically figure out what moves to use, and then it kind of becomes a turn. And I think that is... I, I, I cannot understate how brilliant I think that is. I, it I think it is. Cool. I think it's genius how they've cool. done that and uh and it's really cool that like i think that's always been kind of the conversation about the remake it's like is it turn-based is it more kingdom hearts is it more this because we've seen so many iterations on like kind of what like jrpg combat looks like especially mm-hmm. in final fantasy so i think that the fact that like they made this high it's a hybrid kind of style they of like, re- combat they certainly seem like they rethought it out I'm very, I'm very sold on it. I think it's very cool. I think the, I think the dialogue sounds really good for like a game that's kind of heralded as like having really awkward and like nonsensical dialogue. Yeah, well, dialogue that was written in the '90s on a PS1, yeah. you know, like so. I think that uh, the dialogue sounds like quippy and fun, especially like you know, if you ever see like some of the Kingdom Hearts trailers, it's just like, what the fuck are these people saying? Nonsense. Or it's like, I know what they're saying, but what the fuck does it mean yeah like what is any of this kingdom hearts is hilarious to me because the idea of like hey play a video game with all your favorite pixar characters like oh, that sounds kind of cool like yeah and it's like and also by the way You're um, along with the pixar characters which arguably like within animation pixar most accessible to children and adults sort it's, of also, movies, it's beyond pixar it's broad, all disney broad stuff, appeal yeah. sort of thing we also coupled that with the densest, most complex, impenetrable lore <clears throat> you can ever possibly imagine. So have fun with that. Did you never really role. fuck with like Kingdom Hearts one or two? No, that's not your thing. No, honestly, dude. Like, I will not tell you to play those games now because it is it is it is past time. Yes, but as like I played it, I like. I played it at like the perfect age, man. Like when those came, those games like came out. The like, days where you could come home from school and play a game for eight hours. Straight. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know, seeing like just knowing who Cloud kind of was, like almost like legendary wise, where it's like, oh, he's in these Final Fantasy games, it's supposed to be pretty cool. And then like playing through Kingdom Hearts one and doing all this like really weird quests. Is Cloud and in all these... Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, he's like a boss. 
Ah. And it's cool. When you meet him, okay. it's just like, this is fucking sick. And then when you fight Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 2, it's just like, this is amazing. And then when other, other those Final Fantasy characters just kind of like pop up and like, it's hard to explain. And like, it's been a while since I played those games, but it's really kind of unique experience. And I, I always thought it was kind of cool. But uh, Final Fantasy 7, I also think beyond the combat systems and all that stuff, I think it just looks really fucking good too. It looks nice. It's pretty. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Final <clears throat> Fantasy? Or sorry, do you have anything else to say about Square Enix? Uh, well, we got to talk about Adventures, right? Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm trying to look through uh Bulletstorm Co-op. That's the one. Wanna... That's the one. It's from the Bill Bulletstorm people. Oh, that's the game that you're talking about. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, people can fly, right? Yes. That is what it's what's, called. What's the game called? It's called People Can Fly. Or it's from People Can Fly? Yes, that's the developer. Bulletstorm Outriders. There it is. That didn't really do anything for me. No, it was trailer. a CG trailer. Like, it was obviously not memorable right. enough for me to, like, recall. Be into it. Um, but another game from, like, Bulletstorm is cool. A four-player co-op shooter from them sounds cool. Yeah. Maybe it's, again, maybe it's just next-gen and there's Otherwise, like, I know, I know a lot of people were really excited for... Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster coming to Switch. Um, These are all. That's not. That's not. Let's just talk about Avengers. Yeah. Is there anything else? Let's talk about Avengers. No, there's like uh, Oni Naki sounds actually kind of cool. But yeah, let's talk about Avengers. I think we might be on different sides of the table on this one. We are literally sitting on different sides of the table, but I also think that that trailer was bad. I. Go, go, say your piece. Okay, let's start with the faces. You want to start with the faces? Let's talk about the the the, the trailer. The trailer, the trailer. Obviously, the faces are in the trailer. The trailer was a gobbledygook mishmash of maybe it was Gameplay-ish. actual gameplay, yeah. maybe it was just like. The kind of gameplay where maybe you have to do a quick time event every once in a while and it just kind of plays out itself. Here's here's the thing. The first couple times I showed Spider-Man, it looked very quick time event heavy. Yes. And that it did was not look like that game was real. It did not look like a real video game. Yeah. And it turned out great. Yeah. So maybe Avengers will also. The thing about – it's hard for me to get away from just the direct Spider-Man comparison – because I think Spider-Man on PS4 <clears throat> is one of the best looking games that is out there right now. And this game does not look and anywhere. And it does Spider-Man It very does well. not look yeah. anywhere near as visually impressive as that. And it's coming out a full year at least after Spider-Man. I feel like that's at least the bar that you have to hit. Uh, as far as like visual fidelity goes, I get that it's different teams from different studios, but still. How familiar like, are you with uh, Crystal Dynamics and I played, uh, Eidos, or Eidos Montreal? I played through Tomb Raider 1 and 2. Did you play any um, uh, Deus Ex? Uh, a little bit of. Those games are janky as human revolution. Yeah, but those are RPGs. Yeah. And this is not an RPG. Mm, it probably. might be. Is it? So, I don't want to interrupt. I want you to to get your I, I piece guess out there. My, my piece is, the, the trailer just really didn't do it for me. Um, the I think there's a problem when you, like, okay, if you don't get the faces and voice work from 
the MCU actors. No problem. Sure. That's fine. Clearly, like, again, to go back to the Spider-Man metaphor, that's not any of the iterations of Spider-Man. They did their own thing. Like, Insomniac did its own thing. They had their own Spider-Man. Yeah. This Marvel's Avengers game is towing the line between all the all the costumes pretty much if not are directly just MCU costumes they very much are the same <clears throat> vibe as a MCU costume yeah with somebody else's face in it it's kind of uncanny valley which creates that yeah. uncanny valley is like ooh that looks like the thor and the iron man kind of but when i look at his face like something is wrong and that's yeah. like the uh spaceballs you got the you got the double the stunt doubles <laughs> like that kind of joke I've yeah. seen made a lot, um, and it just like it just everything about it just kind of <clears throat> had this like B tier kind of look to it cut rate look to it that again maybe it's early I don't know but it seems like we've been hearing about this Avengers game for a long fucking time we, that is definitely true we have been here and for, for this to be kind of the first showing of this game that we've been just hearing mumblings about for yep. too long really I, I don't think this game is going to come out well mm-hmm. I I went into this trailer with lower expectations because I've played Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal games and I've kind of gone up and down with the quality of I those don't think games. Crystal Dynamics did are they not doing any adventures? no 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 I was going to say I don't think they did uh, I thought Crystal Deus Dynamics X. did. They did two. No, Edo's Montreal did Deus Ex. Oh, so Crystal Dynamics, like a, I think it's both of them. Okay, so it's like a collaboration? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, correct, right in, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, so neither of those games, those games I thought were kind of cool, but like they didn't like f- impress me with like AAA kind of like caliber. I know Tomb Raider kind of goes up and downs. At least one and two people really like. I, I, I really only played two and, and I enjoyed it, but it didn't really like blow my skirt up. Sure. To use a phrase. Yeah. Um, uh, so my kind of general impressions of the game besides... So I went into it kind of having lower expectations. So in terms of like visual fidelity and that quality, I was impressed with it. Because I thought it looked better than Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. Hear me out. So okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going on a walk. Okay. So right. sure. seeing it and then like, you know, seeing some of the character model... When I saw the characters in motion, like the behind the back of them doing things that was presumably gameplay, I was impressed. The minute you start seeing their faces and them talking to each other, less so. For sure. Thor's hair looks straight up bad. Um, Black Widow's hair looks, looks terrible. straight up bad. Uh, hearing the mumblings that this game is going to be a Destiny-like and I have kind of like these... Yeah, I heard some of that too. And so I think this game had a bad showing. I think the scope of it is way bigger than what the gameplay demo was i think it's a weird choice to have them in a very mcu looking costumes when it's been said that they can be specked out into many different costumes and it seems like with other trailers showing like a a hank pym being a character that's playable in the game it seems like you can maybe swap out characters and maybe change the I think there's going to be a single-player narrative, but you, you might be four, able to... Four-player co-op as well, right? It's four-player co-op, and I think you might be able to get more characters. So, I think it had a bad showing. I've heard some people also say that, like, you know, it would be nice to see some B-tier Marvel characters be the Avengers of this game. 
Well, I think you can avoid the <clears throat> uncanny valley a lot by if you do, were to going do something that like round that. because I when agree. you show the four or five most famous Avengers and yeah. they don't look they're wearing the same costumes as they do in the movies, but they don't look anything like those actors. It's weird. It's just a yeah. weird vibe. I think that I don't have a problem with the costume design. I also think that like by the time you get to me, even that point in the game, you might have different costumes for all those characters. Who knows? Maybe. That's fine. Um I also Show me that. Show me something a little more creative. I, I wish I think I think what the game I think what the trailer did the most wrong is that it tried to play it safe by being more like the MCU and that just kind of pushed people farther away. Whereas well, I think made they really it, it made it look like a knockoff. Exactly. Like, Whereas I think that there's, I have faith that there's enough content in the game that's going to separate it from that. Uh, I'm intrigued by the story that they're telling. I'm intrigued by like the narrative. I'm intrigued by the voice cast. All the people involved in that game uh, seem to be, you know, a tier video game voice actors who as in choose uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North. I also think Laura Bailey's in there too. Or um, I don't want to get that wrong, but there's there's a lot of good talent in that game. And um, it's just Troy Baker and Nolan North do every, all doing all of the, the voices. <laughs> yeah, they have a range, that's for sure. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, so like I, I'm, I'm not sold on the game. If I'm definitely less sold on the game than like when I first heard about it. Um, but I went. In, what I'm trying to say is I went in with tepid expectations. I think the scope of the game is a lot bigger than we think it is. I hope so. And. Um, I think it had a bad first showing. I totally agree with that. And the thing is, the behind closed door stuff is not very promising either. None of the conversation about the behind closed door footage has been... It's been a lot of people being like, it looks like it could easily be a quick... It doesn't look like the game is actually playing this way. Yeah. And who knows when you actually get the game in your hands if it's like, this feels as good as throwing... You know, when Thor throws his hammer, it feels just as good as God of War. But when you're it, flying as Iron Man, it feels that good. Isn't like, it coming out, like, relatively soon? It's coming out in less than a year. I think it's going to get delayed. I'm going to be quite honest. I don't think it's going to hit that date. Okay. Um, I think that the game is not dead in the water, though. I think it could be a lot better than we think it is. I think it had a very, you know, sour first run show. Dude, I hope so. I want yeah. all games to be good. Absolutely. So I hope I especially want an Avengers game to be good. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. Uh, I'm not totally not sold on it, but I do think they have a little bit of climbing to do. They have some proving to do. I totally agree. Yeah. Are we ready to go to Nintendo? <sighs> do you see? I didn't watch the Devolver one, did you? Uh, I caught a little bit of it. They're very much going the Eric Andre, Tim and Eric shit. They announced um, a free update to the Messenger, which is cool. It's like a beach vibe. That sounds cool. Did you play the Messenger at all? I played up until the kind of... I didn't play it at all. ...where it changes. Where it does like SNES future now. Yeah, I really like the NES parts. When it became SNES, I was less into it. Oh, interesting. Um... But the new stuff looks cool. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can remember off the top of my head. For I think Devolver. Devolver has like two of my favorite games that came out this year. Devolver makes good games. Well, they I'm, publish good games. Well, yeah. Yeah. They publish good games. They yeah. they pick winners. Yes. Um, them and Annapurna are kind of my two like favorite. They're indie like the A24 publishers. of uh, video games. Well, kind of. Annapurna is also like in the same wheelhouse as A24 when it yeah. comes to movie publishing. So it makes sense that they also make some cool games. Or, yeah publish some cool games um i'm currently playing a little bit of gato robato which is a yeah i heard about that there's um, a bug in my gin drink i'm sorry it's not your fault I can probably just, okay. just swallow it i'm not gonna swallow the bug it's fine um 
Yeah, Gato Robato is cool. Cool little uh, Metroid, Metroidy game. Uh, yeah, let's go to Nintendo. You ready? I'm getting tired. Let's let's uh, let's let's bring it home. Yeah, let's I'm bring it home. Yeah, um, because outside of Nintendo. I think we Before have some other funner conversations that are short and talk about our game opinions thus far. Do you want to do that first? No, I think we should do Nintendo, Nintendo and then close on that more ambiguous conversation. I want to ask say, you what your games of the year are so I, far. I wanted like to that. say, oh, okay, yeah. I, E3 related. I wanted to say um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 had some demos Damn, that's a long time. outside of the press conference stuff. That looked pretty cool. Looked kind of early, yeah. even though it's not that far out from being released but i think it sounds cool i would like to play i've heard game. some good things about that as um well. uh dying light 2 looks cool i'm with you are you a, have we talked about dying light i love that game i played I dying light three times picked it up i played about four or five hours of it and then went on to a different game because a new game came it's out. a great like get stoned i would like, just, like i would like to go shit. i would like to go back to it and play more of it uh, um, I love it. I love that game. Yep. Uh, that game looks cool. Control, the new Remedy game. Weird. We haven't heard that much about it. They were showing it. They showed... There's it's behind like, closed doors. There are, or no, no, on show there are extended gameplay demos on... This is why I wanted to do these quick hits. Because gotcha. these are things that like I did not see on any show floor, but I They're saw there. extended gameplay demos of, and they look cool. I'm fucking here for Control. Those are kind of the three... Control's coming out soon-ish. Uh, it's this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what I've heard from like game outlets that I like listen to, a lot of people are talking about Control. The Control way I've heard is, it pitched is, is like David Lynch meets X-Files meets the playing inside the facility from oh, cool. inside. So they made a Jack game. They made... They like took all <laughs> these... This is a list of the things I like. Yeah. And they put With them together. It. So that's like a, my friend Pedro is a Robbie game. That game looks cool too. I, I think that, that game is out twentieth uh, next week. This week. This week. Yes, in two days. By the time you hear this, it will be out. Is that nineteen ninety nine? Do you know twenty five? My friend Pedro, or who's making it? No, no, no. Just the price twenty bucks. Oh, it's um. I think it's sixteen if you buy a pre sale right now. I think it's twenty full price. It's a pretty good price. It's not bad. I uh, I think it's gonna be good, but I'm waiting for v- reviews because yeah. I'm broke and I want to you know spend my money wisely. Yeah. Sure. I just bought Dark Souls. It looks cool. It looks yeah. cool. Dark Souls will last you a good long while. We'll talk about it maybe at the end. Um, okay, so Nintendo is our last, our last uh, stop on let's this Let's end this party train. with a bang. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, I think they had about a 30, 40 minute long direct. I think it was just about that, yeah. And I think they packed... I'm looking at this list. It's, it's, it's insane. They packed a lot of shit and uh, it's mostly 2019 stuff. The majority of stuff is 2019. Yeah. And so. that's that was fucking cool. It was a cool thing. Very good conference. The, and it the was switches. Nintendo is crushing it right yeah, now. Yeah. They're they're doing it big. Yeah. Uh all right. Let's fucking run down this list. <laughs> Zelda Link's Awakening comes out in September. Been here for it. Been here for it. They also talked about the Zelda or the Dungeon Maker mechanic of it. Looks really cool. Fucking here for that. Um, Fucking here for that. Astral Chain, new game from Platinum. Been was here already for that. was already announced. Uh, last they showed year, showed some more of it. Yeah, that's another one that, that if you game look it looks up, good. There's some there's some gameplay footage yeah. out there of like demos and stuff that looks cool. You fucked was, Bayonetta, right? It's, I it's did fuck with Platinum Bayonetta. games. It looks awesome. I bought Bayonetta two when it came out on Switch, and that's all I did that weekend. And then I like. It was like the flash in the pan kind yeah. of romance. 
I like finished it that weekend and then put it down. I and never, never touched it again. I never beat Bayonetta. I want to go back, but I enjoyed what I played. It's a fucking lot. good, man. That game is cool. Um, so I was a little bummed that they didn't show any Bayonetta three, which they've already announced. But Astral that game's Chain, getting pushed, man. I don't know. I don't it's, know what's going on with it. It's getting. They said I mean, they're still it's, working it's on it. It's been pushed. Yeah. Um, they showed Luigi's Mansion three. First time they showed gameplay. That's still 2019. Are you a Luigi's Mansion guy? Um, I played Dark Moon a bit on 3DS. I played a little uh, bit too. I liked it. But, I liked it too. Uh, I didn't finish it. I'm I'm very. I will most likely pick this up. Um, the idea that it's co-op sounds cool to me. Yeah. Um, my wife can play Luigi, or I can play Luigi. Maybe we'll switch back and forth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> into it. That looks cool. Uh, Witcher three on Switch. That trailer makes it look a little bit like, but, but. I'm kind of into it. They are going to have to do some crazy wizardry juju I bet you that game is like three dicks too. I bet you that game is, is nothing on your SD card. Because <laughs> that's that game, what they do. That game did not run well on my PS4. So yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to be that like. That game on does not. When we were talking about like bad hair on Avengers, uh, Gervalt, Gervalt's, Geralt's, Geralt. Geralt's hair looks bad in that trailer. Well, you know, it was a. Uh, I, I, I am I more played, inclined to play it though. I played a decent amount of um, Skyrim on my Switch, and yeah. at one point I was like in a place in Skyrim looking for something, and I couldn't find what I was looking for, so I had to like look up a YouTube video of it. Mm-hmm. And I went on YouTube and looked at like where that thing was, and the YouTube video was like running on a PC or whatever. Yeah, and it was just like the draw distance; you could see like everything. And I'm looking at my Switch, and it's like. You can see where I'm at, and like everything else is just fog around me. So, like, I kind of have a feeling that Witcher Three is going to be a similar situation. But how do you feel about making concessions graphically to play games like that handheld, though? If that's the only way that you can do that, or if like you prefer to do that kind of thing handheld, Mm -hmm. Witcher Three is an amazing game. Yeah, that you know, I think it looks really, really good. But like the the power of the Witcher Three is in the writing. More right. so than anything. So if that's the only way you can get that game or if the only way that you can sync the time in to finish that game, because that is a game. One of the few games I played, like, I think I put like 80 to 100 hours. Yeah, you in actually Witcher 3, And I actually played the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm saving the DLC for like a rainy day. Sure. Um, but like, if that's the only way you can get your hands on and play that game, play that fucking game because yeah. it rules. Um, I'm going to keep moving. They announced RE5 and 6 for Switch. Oh, we didn't talk about what they opened the conference with also. Um, the hero announcement. Oh, so you want uh, to say okay, I'm getting there. Stuff? I'm getting there. Oh, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, that was weird because they did like this long like trailer with kids playing. Like It was so weird. So way, long just to announce like the, Resident the, Evil the, 5 the games and 6. that no one wants on. Kind of the weakest maybe of all the Resident Evil games. They already got four on there. The hype of Resident Evil on Switch can only be capitalized by being like, and seven's coming. It seems like it was a, they went a long way just to announce like five and six. Um, Which like people, those games are not remembered that fondly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. Uh, There's some Secret of Mana stuff, which I don't know really anything about personally. But I don't know a ton about it. I'm intrigued by it. I've heard I've heard really good things about those games. Um, I've heard some people be really excited that they did the collection thing. Yes, yeah, I've heard. Apparently, one of the games is like never came out in the U.S. So they that's like, pretty cool. that's cool. Um, yeah, people who are in Secret of Mana are excited about this. So that kind of makes me intrigued. Yes, uh, Contra Collection. 
Contra Collection I'm into, the new Contra game. Does not look so hot. I don't know. I I think I heard some people seeing like actual footage of it or like like, like more behind closed doors or on floor footage. And it looking better than the way it was presented. The way it was presented looks like this does not look like a Contra game and it also doesn't look good. So I don't know what's yeah, going on. It looks here. like a PS2 game. Yeah. So um we'll No see. More Heroes 3. Are you No More Heroes guy? Nope. Uh I played I think I played one and two. Okay. And uh I like them on Wii, they're cool. I, I don't know like what almost thirty year old Robbie would feel about that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh Oh, you don't want to make jack off motions with like a weird lightsaber? I mean I could. I don't know. Listen, you make I it know, fun. I know thirty year old Robbie quite well, I would say. And you probably would do that. It he sounds like something that'd be right up his alley. <laughs> it might be the game made for me. We'll see. Um but it's interesting because they just did the um the like no more heroes spin off kind of thing. thing. So yeah. it was interesting that they straight up were just like, Oh, here's an actual product. I think we knew it was coming. Uh Sudi fifty one I think is a very like underrated video game creator. So yeah. I'm curious to see what he's making. Not always like the best video games, but like coolest. Yeah. He's like Tarantino he takes, but doesn't know his quality. That's the thing. He makes games that are outside the norm. Yes. So I'm here for that. Uh, Panzer Dragoon remake. That's not. Have for you me. ever played that game? Also, I played. I've never played it. I played Panzer Dragoon Orda a little bit on is Xbox. It, is it cool? Um, it's neat. It's cool. Okay. Like you said, it's kind of like a Star Foxy sort of thing. Yeah, where like, that's what it looked you're, like. You're less, more so than Star Fox. I would say if you've ever played Res. I never played Res. No. You're flying through the air, painting targets with a reticle, and mm-hmm. then like attacking. So uh, like okay, I, so you're like queuing up your like attacks in a way. Yeah, it's okay. like it's like painting like the lock on targets and mm-hmm. then firing your attack. Yeah, it's probably not for me. I, I don't know if it really it like was a cool game at the time. I don't know if it's it really a, holds up as well. It's very now. strange to have in a Nintendo E3. Conference. It'll be interesting what they do with the remake. How much of it is like new ideas and sure. how much of it is just like a fresh coat of paint on yeah, an old game with it. Um, they announced that they're porting Alien. Isolation, isolation to switch which is i never weird. played it in isolation um i think part of the reason i would play this because it's supposed to look really good so i don't know if i want to play it on switch but yes um but whatever cool sure and they're also porting dauntless to switch which i think makes a lot of sense i'm more into that yeah um i will say that i played a little bit of that on ps4 and a little bit on pc how do you feel about and it? and on ps4 it really ran poorly like pretty bad yeah. performance on PS4. It's so, been on PC for a minute though, right? Um, it's been on like early, early access. access kind of yeah. thing on PC for a while. I only played it once it like properly released. Mm-hmm. Um, but if their performance is like it is on PS4, it's not Can't something that I would be, be like on Switch interested yeah. in. I think Switch it like makes sense for that game. I think it would be a good place to play it's that a good game. Platform. Yeah, but I like it was pretty much unplayable for me on ps4 so that's rough yeah um so that's a lot of the quick stuff that i didn't want to spend too much time on Mm -hmm. um besides cadence of hyrule which they've already announced or they've already released it's out now since since Uh, word on it is positive i hear it's very hard i hear it's kind of short is the only thing that like turns me off of it a little bit i would really so here's the thing yeah yeah. i would really like to play it yeah but i'm gonna 25 dollars yep yeah. And I am going to definitely buy Super Mario Maker 2. So mm. I'm kind of just saving my money for that one. That's fair. And maybe I'll come back around to Cadence of Hyrule in the future. I um, It looks kind of... It, it does... I, it, I'm not sold on it being up my alley. I know the original um, 
Necrodancer. Necrodancer is like four dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, it's real so cheap. So it's like if you you know want to see if that type of game is for you, that's yeah. a good way to see. I was not crazy hot on the original. I hear that game is hard as it's really fuck. fucking hard. Yeah, it's a roguelike, so you have to start over every time you die. Yeah, I'm not crazy about roguelike games anyway. The so. numbered reviews for Kansai Rule is starting to come out, and they have been pretty positive. They're so. they're very high. I've yeah. I've seen some hyperbolic almost uh, statements around that game. I mean, you know, making a game around Zelda music is um, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll see. It's something I'd like to come back to eventually. I think if it ever goes on sale, who knows with Nintendo games, even though lately they've been actually doing a very good job with that. Yes. Uh, we shall see. They've been doing better, at yes. least let's say. Yes. Um, the main things I want to talk about are Animal Crossing. I'm not a big Animal Crossing guy, and there's not much in this trailer that made me think otherwise. I don't you... know necessarily if any of the, like, the mechanical stuff that they showed off is really like... Oh, I can't wait to like, experience those things, but... Just knowing... I fucking want to play Animal Crossing on my Switch so bad, dude. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, my I didn't think it would be pushed. It got delayed. It got delayed um, to which next is, year. Which is cool, which is fine. Which is, you know... They have plenty of stuff coming out this year, so, like... Yeah. That's fine. Uh, March of next year seems like a good time to, like, drop that game, and yeah, I will play I that totally game. I totally agree. Um... Yeah, if you like, you never got into Stardew either. I don't think it's right? just never been my thing. Yeah, um, I, I'm not opposed to starting Animal Crossing. I, I was kind of waiting to see like if they were going to show anything that's just like, ooh, this is different. This is yeah. going to be for me for sure. But they didn't necessarily, but the kind of things that I not really, opposed. I really want them to hit with a new Animal Crossing, which I'm going to be honest. I think they're probably going to drop the ball on because it's Nintendo. But I would like to see <laughs> the online social stuff really come together with this one it probably will be like almost there um that's the thing it's like that's it's it almost there there's so much stuff to do where it's like it's really almost cool, there but it's, but it's not... really a pain yeah. in the ass to like link up with your friends like i want to go to my friends towns i want to interact with them there i don't know we'll I, see i want to trade items with them it seems like there's a lot about that game that's very unknown they've not shown that much yeah so um they did show more in their like um uh, treehouse sort of demos mm-hmm. um, and people into there's that. some like crafting stuff going on there so it could be okay. cool yeah. listen Animal Crossing is a nice escape game it is a nice like I'm not going to be violent I'm not going to like I don't have to think that I'm hard about this my town, I can my sort of just like fade away like I played yeah. a lot of New Leaf on 3DS is where I yeah. really got into Animal Crossing and like it's just pleasant and it also it like, like it's the kind of thing I don't know if you're familiar with like how the gameplay loop works but like there's it's it works in real time mm-hmm. so there's kind of only so many things you can do in like one calendar day and then it's sort of just like all right well i guess i'll just turn this off and then pick it up again tomorrow okay and in that way it's like a nice like i'll play this for like an hour or so mm. a little bit every day i'm here for it and it's yeah. a cool like having that on switch sounds awesome yeah definitely um and i like the look of it too it looks clean yeah, I mean, that art style can definitely carry over to, like, a little bit better hardware. Yeah. That's kind of what we saw with, uh, they didn't show a ton of Pokemon at this Direct, but we got I was going to bring up Pokemon right next. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we can talk about that. The thing I liked about what they showed about Pokemon, because they did, like, a longer Direct before The E3, week before, yeah. They showed some more Treehouse stuff, mm-hmm. and the, my biggest question for Pokemon... How did they get so big? Not only that, also, <laughs> yes, how did they get so big? Um, I guess the answer is like sort of a watch or something. That's what it was. It's weird though, because there's always like, that was in the last one too. It's like, oh, we got to X Force our mega. Yeah, something mod. like that. I it's never liked that very stuff. Very Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, 
But I had just I have just wrapped up um, Pokemon Let's Go. Yes, Eevee. you and your wife have been playing that, right? I enjoyed it very much. It is it is they made Pokemon Red and well, I guess Yellow is probably the most Kanto region the remake. Same. Yeah, they made it again on Switch with new graphics, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And part of my favorite part of that game was that uh, all the Pokemon are. Like they exist. They're not random encounters anymore. Yes, there's no more random encounters. So my biggest question going into Sword and Shield was, are we going back to random encounters? Because I'm kind of not so down with that anymore. It seems like they struck a nice balance between the two. And they showed that off more in depth at the Treehouse stuff. And it's it seems cool. Or like you're going into the overworld where there are Pokemon walking around. There's also some Pokemon in the tall grass, which mm-hmm. you kind of have to like sneak up on them a little bit. And which like is cool. you could get rarer Pokemon that way. There's also multiplayer raids going on in there. So like <clears throat> wild. It sounds cool. Um, uh, I'm, it, I'm just here. The fact that they're just like free camera control when you're in the yes. world. I was like, I didn't I didn't realize that that's like what all they needed to say for me. Like, oh, bitch, please. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And that's it. I'm Which here. we've talked about this before. Like, what if they did Pokemon a little bit more open world? Yeah, like, like the Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild kind style of. Pokemon. And it seems like this, when we saw the first trailer, like, uh, we haven't talked about it on mic, but like, when we saw the first trailer, like, a month or two ago, I yeah. was like, kind of looks a little too samey to Sun yeah. and Moon, most recent iterations. Uh, the more we see about the game, which is, I've, I've been saying this ever since I saw that first trailer, I was like, if they keep showing more about the game, it will... I think it's going to look more promising. And I'm starting to be yeah. like, it's a guaranteed sell for me. I'm pretty sure that's out in November, December as well. I think so, so as well. Yep. So there's a Say lot of cool shit. Money. There's a lot of cool <laughs> shit coming out on the Switch this year. And then mainly the thing besides Animal Crossing, the thing that's not coming out this year. Oh, before we get there. Please. Smash. Mm. Uh, so your boy, Dragon Quest. Your boy is a big Smash. Player. Good news, Robbie. They are adding a um, let's say anime adjacent character, and he's mm-hmm. got a sword. You know, I, that's always been my complaint about Smash Brothers is that there's not enough stern anime boys with swords. Well, good news. There's not enough. So now it seems like they're adding one that could also be like four, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this excitement did not do much for me, but it seems like. One Smash character is very much for the Japanese audience of Switch, uh, and one character is very much for the for Western the, audience of Switch. Freaky Western people that like, yeah. I I listen. I like Smash, not as much as you. I like Smash. Few, few do. <laughs> I like Smash when it gets fucking weird. I think Piranha Plant, cool idea. Joker, less cool. Plays fun. Yeah, less cool. Um, Banjo looks cool. I gasped when I saw Banjo. You, Did you not hear that rumor? No, I didn't. So I was great. That was great. That's for me. cool for you. Yeah, right? I was, was just like, surprise. I was like, well, I didn't hear that. It was like a more concrete rumor. It's been speculated for a while. So is the hero. Um, yeah. So when the hero happened at the beginning of the direct, I was just kind of like, I don't, especially like a. For those who don't know, I play the no fun version of Smash Brothers, no items, three stock, seven minutes. Let's be honest. If you're still playing Smash Brothers now, you're the no fun version. Yeah. So uh, I play almost every day for a few hours. I try to get my rank up every day. I play a multitude of characters. Smash is my, might be one of my favorite games of all time. I used to play Melee competitively in high school and Ultimate is just very much speaking to me. Um, 
And it's just kind of crazy to see how Sakurai with Ultimate is like really nailing like what the fans have been asking for forever with uh, Ridley, with um, uh, King K. Rule, and now with Banjo. I didn't. I did not think Banjo was getting in this game, even with all they're playing nice with uh, Microsoft. I did not think he was getting in this Apparently, game. Apparently, from all. what I heard from interviews, it was a very easy deal to make. So yeah. the rumor now is like, well, can they make a Banjo game? Also, can we get the ports of Banjo? Too? That would be cool. Yeah. Put, uh, are you nuts and bolts? Are you a bun Banjo guy at all? I not really. Love- I never had an N sixty four. Oh, really? Growing up, I never knew that. Not growing up. No, I bought an N sixty four when I was in like in high school. Oh, okay. I got my hands on one. Banjo Tooie like, is I hundred percent that game. Banjo Tooie is one of my favorite games of all time. Cool. I love Banjo Tooie. Yeah. I don't know how much it holds up right now to me. If you if put they made Banjo remake, One and Two on Switch, oh, you your boy Robbie is gonna buy it. I'm already here to the, be uh, the it like Crash and Spyro. Yeah, dude. Apparently did really well for Activision. Do the same kind of thing. I, I think it's I think they already. Didn't they already do that on Xbox 360? It's a it's like it's a, a high res, yeah. It's but it's not like version. new graphics. No, it's more of like an up res. But uh, even if like nuts and bolts, co- I, I'll play nuts and bolts. I don't even play that game. I'll fucking fuck with it. Yeah, I hear it's fun. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess a banjo. I'm already here to be a banjo main though. I'm about to na- announce my my main banjo hood. Oh well, I, I hope he sucks so that you have an uphill climb. That's not true. I don't. I didn't mean that. It's already an uphill climb for me. I'm only okay at the game. Well. I'm trying. Play every it's day. hard out there. It's a hard environment. There's a lot of really good people yep. <laughs> at the game. All right. Let's bring it home here. This was probably the one thing that I Didn't was expect. not expecting. Not just at Nintendo. All of E3. This is the one thing yeah. that I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. I was not expecting Something this Something that's at all. been speculated a lot. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. To the, I think to the point of being like, it never happened. Because you know when you have like something where it's like, it'd be so easy just, or not easy, but like. Oh, this could happen, though. They did this with this. Why don't they just do it this time? I don't yeah. know. It's too good to be true. And then they did it. And they did it. It was like... Breath of the Wild 2. The sequel to Breath of the Wild. God damn. Very short. Everyone's already horny just for what tease. they think Rehydrated Ganondorf is <laughs> yeah, going to be. Yeah, yeah. So horny. Yeah. Um, I, I like that Nintendo like putting a basically a dehydrated uh, raisin <laughs> um, Ganondorf in there and been like, huh. Try to be horny for this one, fans, and they're and the like, internet responded. hold my beer <laughs> while I jerk off, um, mm-hmm. because mm. they rehydrated Ganon. It looks good. Looks good. Got big chest. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm whatever this is. I'm really excited. I've been like feeling the itch of going back to Breath of the Wild. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. I've been wanting to. I've been playing around with the idea. You also played more. Like, I didn't 100% that game. I have 150 hours in Breath of the Wild. So. Yeah. I have more like <clears throat> 70 hours in Breath of the Wild. That's so. not enough. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the question now is like, do I restart Breath of the Wild? Do I try to jump back in? And like, because I finished it. That's on you, dog. I don't know. I don't know or what the right Or do I just wait for is. Breath of the Wild 2? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, but very exciting. I don't really have too much else to say. It didn't give us a lot. I do hope I've seen a lot of people, you know, kind of speculating about Zelda's role in this with a short haircut. It'd be cool to have a co-op-y Endor character swap moment. That would anything. be awesome. I'm I really it. hope yeah. Nintendo does go down that route because I think that would be really cool. It'd be cool if she just played different than Link, that she was a more like magic or mana focused. Yes. You know, I'd be with that. 100%. That would be awesome. That game, that engine has really, really cool systems. Yes. And I think Nintendo's with best bet... Nintendo's best bet would be to recognize 
how much weird shit people got up to with yeah. those systems and facilitate that with more kind of like yeah tools to mess around Jason with. uh Jason Schreier did an interview with Anuma and uh they were talking about um about uh Link's Awakening remake and also yep. this game and um you know, apparently I, I this can't game, wait to play that Link's Awakening. That game looks so fucking good, dude. It looks cool. Um, and I never played a Link's Awakening. So Neither have I. Uh, but apparently, you know, as, as a lot of games have been kind of coming to fruition nowadays, the team had too many ideas for DLC, and there's like, let's yeah. make a new fucking game. Which is which like cool the Majora's with. Mask kind of route yeah. of like uh, Hollow Knight's doing the same thing. If yeah. uh, I don't, I, I know you played a little bit of Hollow Knight. Played about five hours of Hollow Knight. I respect that game very much. I think the aesthetic is awesome. Yeah. I think the the music is really cool. Yes. It looks really cool. I did not jive so much with the combat. I. Uh, Beat the game. I loved it. I'm very excited for uh, Silk Knight or whatever yes, that Yes, which yeah. they showed at Microsoft's. Yes, and uh, I'm office. really here for it because uh, it, it arrived from the same way where there, it was a stretch goal, where they're like, we're going to add this character as playable, then like, mm-hmm. we're going to add it as DLC, then it's like, it was just a game now. Yeah. That's fine. So I, I'm in. I'm, I'm into that. I'll play the... I'll, I'll, I'll pay the full skew price for, for, sure. for that. Yeah. I think that about wraps it. Yeah. E3. Yeah, it's a lot. Oof. We talked for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Probably longer than people are willing to listen well, to. Well, if you're still here. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Jack, do you have a game of 2019 so far? Game of 2019 so far. Ooh. I'm going to I'm gonna tweak the rules a little bit. It can be a 2019. Tell me if it was a 2019 game that released this year, if that's like what one of those are your favorite. But also if it's an older game that you played. That surpasses some of those newer games. What's your favorite in that regard? I really liked Resident Evil 2. You also really like Apex. I also really like Apex. I'm trying to think of like other new games that came out in 2019 that I've really jived on. Uh, Baba is You is cool. Yeah. Um, Did you you played Ape Out, right? Yes, I finished Ape Out. Yes, I beat I Ape, Ape Out the Ape other Out. day. That last level was very cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did you play Catan Zero? No. Recommend. Also cool. Also Devolver. Um, cool. Yeah, Devolver doing it big. Kill it. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I really liked that Resident Evil Two remake. I was very impressed by that game. Yeah. That's probably my my numero uno, and I also like Apex quite a bit. Yeah. How about you, Rami? Um. I think in terms of 2019 releases, um, I really was blown away by Katana Zero. I really liked it. I also really liked Ape Out. Uh, and I just started Sekiro. And I really like it so far, but it's a little too early for me to say if it's like my you know, favorite game so far. Yeah. I also... Uh, you got to get over that From Software hump. Yeah. Well, I just... So the other thing is I this year I played my first From Software game and gave it my, my real college try after trying a few times. You beat Bloodborne? I beat Bloodborne. Wow. Uh, they mailed me a trophy. Yeah. They told me I was a good little boy, a good little boy who who went to the heavens and, and killed God and took his place, and now I am the Blood Man. Uh, that game is one of my favorite games of all time. Period. This year, I have played one of my favorite games of all time that came out four years ago. That's cool. Uh, loved it. I I don't even know if I need a Bloodborne 2, but it is just um, Chef's Kiss, one of the best video games ever made. I, I'm totally sold in FromSoft. I'm glad I played that before I played Sekiro, because I don't I don't think I would have gotten that far in Sekiro without having kind of uh, 
It's tough, From man. soft kind of verbiage. You have to. It's. And I, I kind of tried to describe this to you before you had gotten into it because I've beaten Dark Souls. I got pretty deep into Bloodborne, but never finished it. Yeah. Um, it is. They are challenging games for sure, but the real challenge of them is learning a sense of game sensibility and patience yeah. that is just not really. Now more games are being influenced by Bloodborne, so you're seeing it more often, but yeah. it's really unlike anything else. So you need to, the first time you're playing a game like that, you really need to learn the language of the game and get a feel for it in yeah. a way that it's, if you try to play it like any other game that you've ever played before, it's not going to work out I'll for say you. I'll say this, and shout out to my buddy Kurt, who really pushed me to play Bloodborne because he loved it so much, and he's, he's another video game pal. But... um you know, the, the one thing I kind of kept saying to myself that I think rings true is uh, the hardest part of at least Bloodborne. I got Dark Souls on Switch recently. I haven't really dived into it. But the hardest part of Bloodborne is the first, like, two hours. Yep. After that, the game is so much, quote unquote, easier. But once you understand how the game works, it's not about, like, oh, I died. It's kind of like, okay. All right, well, I just got to do this now. Yeah, yeah. I just got to do this. It's very meditative. It's very, you know, there's a lot of ways that the game lets you make it a little bit easier for you. You just got to kind of yeah. learn it. It's just a level of understanding that yeah. you need it's, to come it's to. It's the best with. Yeah. obtuse video game. Yeah. And that's yeah. my that's my bet on that. And they're very rewarding once you get into them. They simulate triumph very well. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Uh, fear the old blood. Yes. <laughs> uh, you'll learn a little more about praise the sun as you get dark. I, I'm getting persons. there. I got to my first uh, bonfire today. So. Okay. Great. Yeah. Oh, baby steps. Baby steps. All right. Well, thank you very much, Robert Anderson, for joining me today. Thank you for having me, as always. Um, that's another E3 in the can. Bada bing, bada boom. Been a weird one. I hope it's not the last E3. I know there's been a lot, a lot of yeah, talk around Yeah, there's that. a lot of uh, um, I could see either Sony comes back next year and does a big blowout on their or new console. it doesn't. Or they do their own thing outside yeah. of E3, and Microsoft also decides to do that as well. It yeah. would be, I think the... Well, Microsoft also announced that they're doing an Xbox event in London this year. So I think we're going to hear more about Scarlet then. Okay. Like end of the year kind yeah. of thing? Could be. Uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. We'll... If there's another E3 this year, we'll do another one of these podcasts. With it. Can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, and hopefully do some... We'll try to get back into the groove of some more... Narrative. Proper <laughs> talking simulator episodes. Yeah, we got uh, what, two so far? Two. Um, but I like them very much. I enjoy them I very also much. like them very much. Um, so I think we have a couple ideas that we will get to hopefully sooner rather yeah. than later. If you haven't listened yet, we did do an episode on Bioshock and Inside. And like Jack said, I'm also very proud of them. They were and fun. If you haven't listened to them yet, please do. So um, look out for more of that in the future, I yeah. guess. And find all the other podcasts that we do on Story Screen. Story Screen does a lot of shit. Mostly about movies. Come see a movie at the theater. Yeah, it's all good. Go yeah. to storyscreenbeacon.com to find out more about all that jazz. Articles, podcasts, movie times, movie tickets, everything buy, possible. Buy a fucking t-shirt. You can buy a t-shirt. Fuck. Fuck. You can. It's easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. so easy. Thanks again, Robert Anderson. Thank you, Jack Kolodzetsky. Thank you again, listeners, for sticking with us on this magical journey. Have a good night. Peace.
What do you hear the thing? What's that? Yeah, that's coming from the computer. Oh, that's because I'm just like banging on tapping the on the yeah. keys, mm-hmm. banging on a trash can, swinging on, on the street light. light. I don't know the next part. That's well, all I, I got. That is that is that is what it is. It's a good lyric. It's great. Hey Arnold or Doug though? Hey Arnold. It's Doug. Doug. Yeah, because it's killer tofu. Yeah. All right, cool. Don't give me that look. I had to figure... I have to massage it out. Careful, Rob. Yeah. I had to massage it out. All right, well, massage up, because we're going to get going. Oh, we're going to talk about Doug this whole episode? Mm-hmm. 